This is the BFL Women's Match of the Day. And a very warm welcome to Box Hill City Oval for our Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day here on RSN Carnival. It's Hawthorne up against the Bombers, a match that we covered back in round one. Uh, very close in terms of these two sides playing once again, but it will be a good measuring stick to see how far Essendon have developed and also how far Hawthorne have improved, considering they're one of the top sides of the competition in 2018. Matthew Cox in the hosting chair with you this morning. We've done a little bit of a shuffle. Peter Holden's been relegated to the computer. And to keep uh, the man who's sitting next to me in check this morning, it's great to have back in the commentary box, Dan Hill. Welcome, Dan. Well, mate, it's great to be back and at uh, my home ground. Now that Mulgrave is no longer with us, uh, this is this is the closest get it uh, it gets out my way. So it's it's fantastic to be here and look Box Hill City Oval. It never disappoints. It's always I don't know how they do it. I know they have the square in the middle and it's not even muddy and it seems like it's been raining for the last four or five days. They always put on a a great show out here and of course we're the curtain raiser to a, a VFL game, which uh, means the crowd will come in as well. So it's uh, it's fantastic to be here and. Yeah, the VFLW's been... It's obviously changed its complexion this year, and look, we've got a, a side that's probably vying for a finals place in, in Hawthorne and the Bombers who are, are down the bottom, but on any given day, uh, you look at, on paper and, and the spread of talent, and, you know, I, I think the, the Bombers will fancy themselves today. Uh, one key inclusion in particular for the Bombers list, Tanya Hetherington uh, will play her first game for the Bombers. We'll speak about that Lifting very the average shortly. age? Tanya, lifting the average age of the of the bombers quite considerably, <laughs> in the mid thirties, and and the bombers are she'll she'll really hate me saying that too, which is brilliant. I was going to say that uh, is the comment of Dan Hill that doesn't reflect the the rest of the commentary team. I can only state facts. Matthew. <laughs> you've That's gone, all I can do. You've gone early, and we've already got the tap on the shoulder from Pete. <laughs> Joining us in special comments today, we've got two new uh, special comments people making their debut. It is a pleasure to welcome Julia Montesano to the broadcast. Julia, welcome. Thank you, Matthew. Great to be here. It's my first time at this Oval, unlike um, Dan, so I'm very glad to be here. It's a beautiful Oval, I must say, and I, I was at the clash between these two sides in uh, round one, and it was, yeah, fantastic to see them go head-to-head, and I hope it'll be a good contest again. Just tell us a little bit about your background, your experience, because you've got a little bit of experience in the media landscape, uh, particularly with uh, Metro football. Yeah, I certainly do. I'm with um, AFL Draft Central, so I'm the women's footy editor there, so I watch... Um, women's football mostly at Tack Up girls level so I'm definitely seeing a lot of Tack Up girls play here today. You've got the likes of Emerson Woods and Michaela Can for Hawthorne and then you've got Carla Rendleman and Molly, War- Molly Warburton for Essendon so I'm looking forward to see those two girls have a hit out and I'm also looking forward to the local girls from Essendon. I'm um, also the senior women's reporter for um, the Essendon District Football League so I get to see you know the likes of Rendleman from Aberfeldy as well to um, have a run out here today so it's, I have this little heart, um, spot for Essendon close to my heart obviously being so close to the league but yeah, I cover women's footy at all levels, so I'm really excited to be here and excited to provide my expertise in VFLW. Please tell me you don't also barry for Essendon. No, I'm actually a Carlton supporter. I'm the exact opposite, so right. okay. <laughs> I don't know how I ended up with that. But yeah, I love seeing the girls run around for the Bombers, but I love seeing the boys run around for the Blues. <laughs> we like to see a bit of balance in the commentary box. If we get any more Essendon supporters, I'll tell you what, that'll, that'll be it for me. That would I was going be... to say it's a little bit weighted uh, to one side at the moment. Also joining <laughs> us, making her debut uh, in special comments today. Don't look at me like that because I've been trying to practice this off air. Tash Gunawardana? Yes, that's right. Gunawardana. 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 Where are we thinking of cricket? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome, Tash. Great to be here. First time doing special comments, so... 
yeah, good learning experience. Well, it looks like we've already sussed that out because I think, uh, Julia, you'll be looking after Essendon pretty uh, pretty closely. So, yeah. So, so therefore, Tash, you're definitely going to be looking after Hawthorne. <laughs> By um, default. Which, um, and as we know, Coxie, that I'm not sure, Tash, how much you've seen of Hawthorne, but they're, um, they're one of those teams that like to play very structured football. And I know they've had some turnover of players in the last... Sort of, how long have they been in existence? Three years now? Well, no, well, we can find that out because uh, their coach has just walked into oh, our commentary box. Uh, Paddy Hill, welcome to the uh, commentary box for the second time in 2018. Oh, thank you. I'm just um, blown a bit here. I had to run up the stairs quickly. I lost track of time. <laughs> <laughs> now, Paddy, tell us, um, the, the club's been in existence now at this level for three, se- four seasons? Uh, two. This, this is, is our second. second. This is our second. Jeez, yeah. it feels like it's been longer. What's <laughs> been What's been the change? I know last year, obviously, you took on, you know, a younger side, and it was teaching the girls literally how to play football. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, and there's still a few that are that are that are with you, but yeah. there has been a bit of a change. Yeah, look, we, we sort of certainly added some depth, and you know, um, I suppose the biggest catalyst was Eastern Devils going out of the competition. Um, a lot of their girls were senior, uh, experienced VFL players, and. The landscape with uh, VFL women's at the moment, you know, a lot of with a lot of AFL licenses coming in, a lot of those clubs weren't really keen to take on, uh, you know, your 28 to 32 year olds. Um, but we were probably lacking in that area last year. We didn't have that type of player, so we we're really keen uh, to get them in. They're a fantastic people. They offer us a lot, and we can, we feel that we can really help develop our younger players coming through with some good senior, mature heads around them. So um, it's been really good for us this year. They fitted into the group really well, and. Um, you know, we're giving them a vehicle to continue to chase their dreams. Did it change your plan a little bit? Because I know you're a meticulous planner and that's the way you girls play. Did you sort of have a three-year plan that now has been slightly uh, diverted? A little bit. I think it fast-tracked it a little bit, but I found last year it fast-tracked anyway just because women listen more to what you're saying and they, they were well ahead in the, the game plan um, than where I expect them to be anyway. And I think you probably would have seen the last six games last year. We went three and three, percent at 108, I think, um, which... You know, sort of blew me away because I didn't expect to be there considering where they come from. But um, it sort of changed a little bit, sort of fast-tracked it a little bit. But, you know, at the same time, you know, they had a lot of learning to do because even though they've been involved in a pretty long time, they probably didn't know this style of, of play. So they've picked it up now and, and things are going really well. Started the season relatively well, only the one blemish so far against Collingwood. Yeah, it's funny you only think about the blemish at the moment. I'm not thinking about the four wins. But I'm still thinking about the, the Collingwood uh, loss. Um, so what's the biggest thing to come out of the f- first month and a bit of football for you guys? The area that you need to improve if you are to match it with the likes of Geelong, Collingwood's there or thereabouts. Yep. Northern Territory, although there's been a little bit of a change on yeah. that horizon yeah. in the recent uh, seven someone days. say yesterday the manufactured loss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Something along those lines. Yeah. Well, what, what do you need to do to get that edge of, uh, over those sides? Yeah, and that's a really good question and it's a great point. We, we, we spoke about already today that, that we every game we play, we need to be practising to play finals. Uh, we're still searching for, for the perfect game. We're searching for the perfect bit of ball movement. We think our defence has been really good. I think we're, the, we're conceded the fewest points. We're at 98. We haven't conceded at 100 yet, uh, which will come up sometime today. But we're really happy with the defence. We're happy with our contested ball. Our ball movement still needs some work. And, you know, that's about being brave and prepared to make mistakes and prepared to fail. And we haven't quite been there yet. Um, but, 
you know, regardless who we play, we want to play that style of footy because we know we come up against Darabin and Geelong and Collingwood and Northern uh, Territory um, and, and the likes of Footscray that will be better and Melbourne Uni improving every week. We're going to need to play like that and we can't win, a, can't win a grand final playing up and down the same side of the ground and playing skinny footy. So we want to open the game up. And, and the other point to that is that we, we want to make women's footy look attractive as well. We want it to, to be good. We're all invested in women's footy. We want it to be the best product we possibly can. So it's it's... Uh, survives and thrives. Yeah, you're certainly on the right track so far. And you've got two debutants uh, starting for the Hawks today and Emerson Woods and Michaela Kang. Can you tell us a bit about those two, obviously hailing from the Eastern yeah. Rangers? And look, I'm really excited about that. We're well, actually three debutants because um, Jade Barden will play her first, first game as well. But um, Emerson Woods is a running machine. Um, I went and watched her training for Eastern and she was really sick and she still blew them away in the 2k time trial um, represented Victoria uh, last last week or whenever that game yeah, that was, was last week, yeah. uh, so she'll play on the outside for us today and um, great kid and just super runner and you know decent skills and Michaela Can, she's only been with us for a month and the girls have already nicknamed her Bull um, yeah, because she she, that. <laughs> she just goes so hard at it and I'm so excited to watch her play today we, we're just going to chuck her straight in the midfield there's no no chucking her down forward and letting her get a feel for the game. She just wants to be in there. She wants, she loves the contact and she just looks like a, you, you just, as soon as you see, you'll see a inside mid, a typical inside mid. She runs like Koch and she's got the shoulders a little bit hunched over yeah. and just loves hunting footy and loves the physical contact. So that'll be a good one to watch. It, sound, it sounds like you'll need a new trainer because, or an extra trainer because you've got Mackie, Kai's, Flanagan. They're, they're all prone to a bit of a blood rule every now and again from sticking yeah, their head over it. Yeah, and you yeah. Add, add, add can to that as well. It's, yeah. a, it's a pretty and formidable And then you've got form. Pepper Randall that doesn't mind uh, chucking herself around a bit too. So, yeah, Mackie doesn't get through many, too many games without a bit of, bit of bandage on the head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I keep joking, it makes it look better, but yeah, like we have to say that. <laughs> it is good for votes. It is good for votes, I hear. No, she, she doesn't struggle with votes anyway. Um, yeah, she polled in every game last year we had. Just quickly, a player that's not uh, listed in the side, but I have noticed it is doing a bit of running out on the ground, Phoebe McWilliams. Is that just management, or has she got a little bit of a niggle? No, she's had a bit of a niggle. Um, look, she's over the niggle, but it's for us it's about strengthening... Uh, Strengthening her legs up and, and getting her right for, for the AFL season as well. One of, one of the things we do here, we've got a, a few players from other clubs. We want to be really, really respectful to the AFL clubs that are almost loaning their players out in the off-season. So we're going to do everything we can to make sure that when they get to AFLW uh, 2019, they're, they're absolutely fit and ready to go and when we've looked after them. And, and just make sure we've got a player focus and it's not about us winning or losing. And we, we, worry, we worry about the depth of our squad and making sure we've got a squad that can win games. And if it means someone has to sit out, then we're going to do that because we want to care for our player and, and make sure that's always at the forefront of what we're doing. Played Essendon back in round one and a fairly quick turnaround to be playing them again, but yeah. what, what are you expecting to see that's different from the, the Bombers this time around? I expect to see some, some natural progression. I think they'll move the ball a bit better. They, they were very feisty and aggressive in, in, the, in the first game and, and it really tested us for a half or we probably only just really got on top in the second half. So I expect a lot of the same there, but look, I just think they're going to they're gonna have some more connections with each other, more connections with their forwards. And, you know, we, we, we view them as really dangerous. And I, I said to the girls, I think a, a team searching for the, their first win is a really dangerous prospect. And the longer we let them stay in the game, the harder it's going to be for us to overhaul them. And we really need to be on top early because uh, I think if it goes late, uh, as you would have seen when we played Seaford last year, if it goes late, the team that's searching for that win's probably going to get up. 
Yeah, and they've got a lot of ex-Diamond Creek players as well in there. So, I mean, who are you kind of, I suppose, targeting? I mean, you saw Hayley Bulls in their last match get 18 tackles. Yeah, 19 the week before. Yeah, she's <laughs> absolutely... The? She's got like 54 tackles for the season or something. Yeah, so she's I definitely actually had to watch. Keep, okay, I thought it was an error when I saw 18 tackles. Then yeah. I looked back the previous week at 19. I, I know blokes, that all, that's all they do, and they still only rack up 9 or 10. That's yeah. an amazing effort. So... Yeah, look, we're, we're concerned about her stopping our play, so we're going to have to try and keep her away from tackling us. I don't know how you do that. I've never had to I do know, it before. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's really like, a hard approach yeah, to do I, so. I, I, I'll have to hold her away from our players. I, or something. I haven't seen a shepherd in football of any form since about 2006, yeah, so yeah. well, <laughs> it's sort of gone out of the game. And it's funny you mentioned that. I mean, we talked about that. Do we try and keep her away from tackling our players? So, yeah, look, we're... With her and Hetherington comes back in, and I'm a big rap for Hetherington. I think she's a great player. I think she'll play it forward today. I don't think she'll play back. I think she'll play it forward. And uh, Moorcroft's a, a really good player, and and, and Moreau, I think, um, probably you know, other than their AFL talent, I think she's the best player in their side. And I think if they score today, it's going to be something to do with her. You know, she's going to have her hand in it somewhere because she's a, just a really clean player. She's very fast and does all the right things, and just just understands footy really well. Now, Paddy, thanks very much for joining us, mate. We always appreciate your time and, and good luck today. It's, as you say, there's, it's a bit of a danger game because Essendon have played that five or six games and they're looking for the first W. Absolutely. And thanks, uh, thanks for supporting women's footy. No worries. Thank you. Thank you to Paddy Hill for coming and having a chat with us. Always gracious with his time and giving us insight into the Hawthorne Football Club. And uh, no doubt they'll be strong once again today against an Essendon side. Which... It feels like they've been in for longer than that. I think I've heard Paddy talk that much. And I just... <laughs> It feels like it's been around for um He's forever. definitely a very good promoter of women's football, and it's glad to see him talk so highly of the side as well. They were going really well at the moment, so I'm glad to see them and out I, there today. I love how he gives the whack over the back of the head as well, that women listen better. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I true. Think, it's I think that's true. just in the research somewhere, but I, I think he said it uh, later at the end of last season where he said, well, you know, it's, we, we went three and three, and it's effectively fact. Yeah. <laughs> I can just write it in the book now. I might, might have been sceptical, but uh, been there, lived it, and done it. Because they were, they were very much like that last year, even in their first three, four, five games. At, at every huddle, um, I think actually Paddy was a victim of his own structure a couple of times. They probably had a chance to win a few games early, but he was keener on don't necessarily focus too much on that. Stay playing the way we're playing. And they, they maybe had an opportunity to take a few risks at the end of games, but they were more thinking about the the three year plan rather than the yeah. this game plan. So it's all about development in women's football as well. I think that's what coaches come into mind as well. I know if it definitely in the Tack Cup girls, it is definitely a development focus rather than the win loss focus. So you can see you it coming from the higher tag and yeah, it's, yeah it's, there's a fine tag, line. Tag, can't tag, can't shepherd anything like that really. So it it's is more in, so of an attacking. It game. is interesting to hear him though as one of the more independent clubs of the competition, yeah. still talking about developing individuals rather than the win ratio necessarily being the main prize, whether that's just spin when he's yeah, on air. I've definitely but spoken to lots of women coaches over my journey as well, and they all say the same thing. They all say it's more of a development focus. None of them have ever said, we want to play finals, we want to win, we want to lose. It's always about developing players, which I think is the right approach in some instances, but then you're also going to take in the win-loss account as well. So, yeah, definitely interesting take on all things. Not necessarily what we get from the, the Darabins of the world, but I suppose <laughs> that's where the... Although they do develop their players. and, and I, Absolutely. I think... I think we're going to get to that point because it, it, we sort of go back into our infancy again, really. But I think in two or three years, we'll start to get the, well, we need to win games. Yep. Um, although it is hard because it, how much of it is this a reserves competition? And I still don't think it is. I, I think there's a... I know there's a lot of AFLW players that are not playing or are managed and whatnot, but this is... You know, if you can, if you can get a side to win a VFLW... 
um, and you're sort of in that middle six, then you're going to play AFLW the next year. Yep. That to me is that that's the that's where it's going to go, and that's what everyone is is here to do. But it's a team thing because I think we've seen that in in the in the AFLW more than anything. There's a couple of star players, but really, it's about the team itself. You can put Collingwood in their first season; they look like the Harlem Globetrotters and couldn't <laughs> win a game. Yep. So there's the team aspects are certainly at the fore. It's just like any sort of football, really. You have got to have a good team, not good yeah. individuals playing. Oh, team of champions, not a champ. It's not a champion team. That that old saying comes the, back into mind. The <laughs> AFL men's maybe not so much. It's a bit of a bottom six thing. Um, and a top six well, thing. Oh, no, I don't know. Um, but you look at St Kilda; they haven't got any stars, and they're rubbish. That's what I'm. But that's what that's what I'm saying. They <laughs> haven't got any stars. I, I just <laughs> had to. I had to just sneak had to that in. Him, didn't you? No, you are effectively agreeing <laughs> with me there because you only need one or two stars in the AFLW, and then as long as you've got the next ten, twelve, fourteen that are all and and it might be picking up three or four players that all play together and just bringing them all, especially now that there's going to be such an expansion of the AFLW. If you've got players that are playing in the VFLW, because it's all about continuity. I mean, it's the same thing with Essendon. You know, they've only played five or six games together. As soon as they get those five or six games, we're all playing with each other. I mean, that's footy's the hardest game when it comes to that continuity because it all happens so quick. And if, if you haven't played with each other, you just handball to the wrong hand or over someone's head or and it all looks a bit silly. And then when it clicks, you go, well, why haven't we done this all year? Perfect example of that was up at uh, Bendigo last week, Melbourne University. Star players in the side, your likes of Carney in there, Riddles obviously in there now as well. But because they were obviously the stands out, they were the hardest working players on the ground, everyone else wasn't working that hard. So you'd go to handball and you're going straight into the opposition's hands who scored. Yeah, and, and it, it's, it's, it's a funny thing with, the way the competition is set up too about you're going to have people in and out each week and then back to local league and then it's almost like the um, really why the AFL has gone back to a reserves competition with the whole VFL element because it it is so difficult to chop and change every week. Exactly right. I mean, everything comes up in different circumstances. You look at the sides on paper today and you think, we were just talking off air, like Essendon's got a great side on paper. It's just a matter of getting that continuity together. So... It's not all about having that good side on paper. It's how do you connect them on the field? And I think, I think that's where, and that's where Hetherington, I think, will help out. And interesting that Patty thinks that she'll play forward, but oh, so obviously, I know she's had hip issues and, and other issues, so that probably makes sense to not uh, not be well and truly in the firing line. Well, I think I know the reason why he thinks she'll play forward. A, Alex Quigley's not selected in the side yes. for Essendon today. And B, the one area of the game that they have lacked in the games that we've called them so far this year is that focal point up forward. They're getting the ball inside 50, but once it's there, it's almost like they don't know what to do with it. So if Hetherington, as a tall option, can provide that little bit of structure... Then again, they also need a, another defender, so yeah. you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. I think their defence is pretty strong as, as it is. I mean, they've got Eugle back there oh. as well as Morecom and Moorcroft, which are it's a tongue twister, but they're great players. And obviously, up in the forward line, you've got your smalls that do well for, uh, for Essendon. You've got Ponter and Quigley, which are both on in the side, so that's why I think he's right. Hetherington could play forward because of that aspect. And Quigley is their leading goal kicker. She played for the Sunbury Kangaroos last week back in the local league, so she could be back there today. Uh, just quickly, other round seven action, 10 minutes before we get to our game underway here, which is Hawthorne and Essendon. Yesterday saw a majority of the games played, and we start with uh, the Southern Saints 
The first victory, or first loss, sorry, for the Northern Territory Thunder yesterday, 38-18. to 18. A good result down at Skybus Stadium or Frankston Oval. So they watered the ground before the game, return to the old yeah. values probably. Either that or it was just windy as it usually is down there. <laughs> that's, well, that's good for the Southern Saints. And also, I think, good for the competition because geez, the NT Thunder, they, they're on the unstoppable path. Bounces at 11.40. There's a reason why Peter Holden's still in the commentary <laughs> box because we've actually got more time than what I thought. Bounces at 11.45. Well, we've got to run it into the, uh, run it into <laughs> the senior game. It's not like, well, a game goes for about, uh, that's the good thing about women's footy as well, it's about an hour and 40, so it'll run straight into the VFL game, which is good. I mean, in the, in the AFL, if this was a curtain raiser, they need to have like a one and a half hour clearance before the bounce of them. That's silly. Run them together, do it for the fans. Uh, just back on the Southern Saints, Bahana kicked three yesterday. Drennan, Arnell and Alsop, the goal kickers for the Southern Saints for the Northern Territory Thunder. Sedundry kicked one and so did Roberts. A bit of a change for the Northern Territory Thunder during the week. Very we heard Paddy yes. allude to it before. It's now only four players that they are allowed in their selected side so that are based in, players. From the, yeah. based in Adelaide. That's right. So, Adelaide players from the Northern Territory are still accepted. Again, I'm looking to the producer here. Yep. Um, they are. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because. They were too good? Well, you could say that. Oh, give, give it a rip. Come on, turn it up. <laughs> what? But lose it. They weren't winning games by 100 ish points. Well, they did it against. A, there was a couple of 10 goalers, but really. I think their average was probably about 50 got, point wins. You've got to remember that this isn't. Like, say, every other club in the VFLW is a local side, if you want to call them that. Northern Territory is a representative side of all the best clubs in the Northern Territory. I'll tell you what, Victorians, look, we've been accused of being sooks before from across the border, but if you want a prime example, that has got to be it. In- Giro, you're not dear. wrong. Far I can't out. say you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. So that therefore, that therefore becomes like a point system, because I, I, I'm assuming... I'm assuming well, it was eight or nine that they were using, and now they're, they're only allowed to use. Four. So it you're, was you're, twelve originally. Twelve. So each each club in the VFLW is allowed twelve AFLW listed players to play any selected week. Yep. They're allowed twenty two on the list altogether, I think, or somewhere around that. Yeah, some large number like that. Yep. That that <laughs> to number even out the talent. Yes. Yes. But then I think because of the uh, weight of players in the Northern Territory side. It wasn't really expected. Uh, so there's been clubs that have been arguing against that that's not what they thought it was going to be. Can we name them and shame the clubs? Uh, well, one of them Pe- was on air. It was actually the coach that uh, defeated them yesterday. Ah. So she wasn't uh, too happy with how that structure was set up when we interviewed her a couple of weeks ago down at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. So it's interesting that the Southern Saints... So it's not a naming and shaming. It's just to come out and, nah, we don't like this, get rid of it. Well, fair <laughs> enough. If you're going to go on the record and say it, good, well done. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Don't the, do it behind closed doors. For the Southern Saints, though, fairly important victory for them. They've been building. They had a loss last week against Hawthorne. But beyond that, they've actually looked relatively competitive considering, apart from... Arnell, who's now been moved into that side, and uh, Georgia Walker, 
There's no real other AFLW experience on that list. And that's what we were kind of worried about looking at the Southern Saints at the start of the season. We were like, well, they've got no AFLW players. They could really struggle. But you see that they're the prime example of the VFLW talent is really good. The base talent in this league is fantastic. You don't really need the AFLW players to come in and steal the show because the the bottom talent is great. And we're talking about Hayley Bullis before. She doesn't play AFLW. She's got 18 tackles last week. So fantastic talent all around. And I think that proves that you can use your local talent. That's probably what... AFL, that the, probably what AFL Victoria is challenging the Northern Territory Thunder to do, using their um, local talent to do so. And that's what it's all about, the developing of yeah. players that uh, don't necessarily have the experience. A game that uh, we broadcast last uh, yesterday, sorry, down at Warrawee Park. It was a game that was originally scheduled for today and it was going to be our match for broadcast, but they moved it to yesterday due to the state of the Olympic Park service uh, surface. Uh, it Collingwood up against Carlton. I might uh, flick the mic on, even though he doesn't know I'm about to do this. But uh, to get a review of yesterday, because he was there as the lead caller. Which one am I hitting, Pete? That there we go. That's seven. There you go. That's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Pete. <laughs> I was meant. I was meant to be in the background. Today. <laughs> well, you you be thrown in the deep end. <laughs> you, you you were there. You called the game. Uh, Collingwood's eight four fifty two defeating Carlton two five. 17. Dominance on the scoreboard by the looks of things for the Pies. Was it that case right across the ground? Carlton had patches. They had patches where for the first 5-10 minutes of the game they controlled it. The ball was in their half. They just couldn't find an avenue to score. That was the key problem. And to be fair, going back the other way, there was a period around the 10-minute mark of the first quarter. Collingwood had about three shots on goal directly in front, probably about 30-35 metres out, and sprayed each and every one of them. And Mm. it wasn't a case of just missing to the right, some kicks almost went out of bounds on the full. It was ridiculous how it came off the boot and you're going, my goodness, what's going on there? So I need some goal kicking practice. But after Chloe Malloy kicked her first goal, that's it. They were up and away. They only led by about two goals at half time, and then all of a sudden the damn wall burst in the third quarter. They got a four-goal run on and that just about iced the game. The frustrating thing for Carlton is, I'll put out, pick out an example of a player which described Carlton all day. Akit Chout, who of course formerly Swan Districts, now playing at Carlton. Great footballer, did a lot of hard work, was in contest, ground level, up high, very flexible player. Did a lot of hard work but for no reward. And that seemed to be the theme of Carlton's day. They were just chipping away, chipping away, but it was like a hamster on a wheel. They were just going round and round. They just could not influence the scoreboard and put a dent into into Collingwood. Carlton's AFLW-listed players, how many of those were playing just off the top of your head? Only a handful, from what I can call at the top of my head. Uh, Brianne Moody um, was swapping in the ruck. Tilly Lucas-Rod, she with, played? Yeah, t- Tilly, Tilly went quiet in the first quarter. She okay. was almost sitting back off contests and not right. engaging. She was uh, kind of that spare behind the ball, is that what yeah, she, exa- the role she played? Exactly, yeah. so she played that and then all of a sudden... Probably when things were looking a bit grim in the third quarter, she went in. She went and got involved. But the clear standout player was actually a former Seaford Tigerette player, and she actually played at Pasco Vale a number of years ago. Caitlin Cox kicked a goal yesterday along with Tilly Lucas Rod. She, she was essentially doing what Tilly Lucas Rod's normal duty would be: creating that burst through the middle, creating that speed, and the performance that she put in. If she can replicate that across a few more games throughout the season, she will be drafted. After a solid start to the season for Carlton, they've had a couple of losses in the recent weeks. They only had one scoring 
uh, one behind up until three-quarter time yesterday. So that goes to tell the tale. One of the players that also uh, impressed me, um, I wouldn't put her in the best, but I'd say very good for a performance of an 18-year-old is uh, Daisy Bateman, which uh, you know a little bit more about, Julia. She kicked two goals, including a ripper, when she was getting pushed over in the pocket 30 metres out, but dribbled it through. Yeah, so Daisy Bateman's originally from the Oakley Chargers in their Tac Cup girls squad, and she's uh, represented Vic Metro last week as well, kicked a goal kicked a goal for them too. So she's on fire at the moment with her goal kicking. She kicked, I think her best for the Oakley Chargers was five goals in one game this season. So she knows how to get the goals. And what she does really well is for a small player, she's positioned herself well behind the ball. She gets a little at the back sometimes and um, races into goal. She's also a really good set shot too. So she can mix it up. She can vary it well. And I think she's that traditional forward that every side really needs. And she's really proving herself well in Collingwood. I mean, her debut game, she kicked three goals. And yesterday, she kicked another two. So she's on fire. She's definitely a player that Collingwood would love to have. And coming out of that game as well, Collingwood at the moment unbeaten. I think it's five wins, one draw. Going along nicely. I put the crystal ball out there. And I said, um, uh, borrowing from ESPN's Golick and Wingo, saying they have a seg- segment called Book It. You know, just say Book It after something and it will be done. Crystal ball, I said... Daisy Pierce will be doing play-by-play commentary of the AFL within five years. I said, book it. I said, Jessica Wuchner will have a weekly newspaper column. Book it. That will happen in five years. And in five years, Penny Kula-Reed will be a senior AFLW coach. Book it. I, to- I totally agree with that. She's been an absolute pioneer of women's football. I think she was the one behind creating the youth girls competition when she was younger. So... I think she deserves that role. In a, in a legal shorted. sense. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She took it to court. Celebrated her 200th game last week for the St Kilda yeah. Sharks. Absolutely. And the good thing that she'll be pleased with, like when we saw originally Collingwood Geelong in round two, was a lot of the AFLW players carrying the load. That's kind of swapped around. Obviously, Chloe Malloy is Chloe Malloy when she was out there and it just did you know, seem like a level above and Sarah Darcy was marking well in the back line. But it was their VFLW players that were standing up. Shayla Marsh is one of them who's really standing out this year. They're getting confidence. Their VFLW players are embracing the AFLW players and what they're doing. They're building their confidence. And the thing about Collingwood is they're getting better and better every game. We were critical of them coming into the game that they had final quarter fade-outs. That wasn't the case this time around. Yes, Carlton got a few cheapies at the end to level the scores for that quarter, but they're getting better and better. They're getting more confidence. And just the way that uh, uh, that Penny goes about it, a very level-headed, clear coach, doesn't need to do the paint peeler, scream and yell. It just, you know, everything works like clockwork on match day. Everything that they do from when they get to the ground two hours beforehand to everything afterwards. Other goal kickers yesterday, Alexander, Grant, Malloy, Stratton, French and Browning, in addition to Bateman's two goals for Collingwood. That score again, 8 4 17 And you ask for a quick summary, Peter Holden goes on for five minutes. Thank you to the producer. Um, other game that occurred in the twilight. <laughs> I can do it now because he's turned the microphone. <laughs> he just hit me out of the head. Um, and, uh, and I'll get him now because um, when he said which mic he was on, he's actually, he was actually on six. and he's, Or he's actually on seven and he said six. Well, he did go to school in Brody. <laughs> don't worry, uh, Pete. So did I. <laughs> we, we carry the load together. Uh, we we'll stick together. Don't, don't merge with that. Jeez, oh. uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're going to tap me over the head. Great. Game out at Casey Fields Yesterday, 4 o'clock, it was the Casey Demons up against the Western Bulldogs. And the Doggies just got over the, lo- over the line. 4-7-31, Casey 4-4-28. A real arm wrestle between these two sides. I think it was what we were expecting, really, from these two. I mean, they've been around the mark the whole season. They've been getting... I think Casey's only got one win so far. But the Bulldogs got their last, the first win last week. And they've 
slowly brought back their AFLW talent, which I think has helped them just get over that line, get over the line marginally. They uh, welcomed back Blackburn yesterday, but I believe she may have been injured. I think um, yeah, it was late in the game she did get injured. So yeah, could be a bit of trouble for Blackburn um, ahead ahead of the upcoming AFLW season as well. So hopefully nothing too serious coming out of that. But it is good to see that the Bulldogs are, are starting to at least score. We we broadcast their game last week against Williamstown. And they finally had some forward options. It's been one of their yeah. uh, missing links in 2018 so far. They just have been unable to score. And over the last couple of weeks, that seems to be improving the more players that they're bringing back into the side. Goal kickers for Casey yesterday, Smith, Newman, Bentvelsen and Cordner. And for the Western Bulldogs, McLeod kicked to Lachlan one and Wilds, the other goal kicker. Western Bulldogs beginning to get some traction, as we've said uh, a couple of times, given that they are essentially the VU Western Spurs from 2017. Yeah, you'd be expecting them to play finals this year if they were continuing on that trajectory. After the first month of footy, you thought, oh, what's going on at the Western Bulldogs? Now they seem to be gathering a bit of momentum, which sets up sets up an absolute blockbuster next week up at Mars Stadium. We'll be covering it here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio. It, it is Geelong up against the Western Bulldogs. going to be slightly chilly up there too, my prediction. Uh, but that is going to be a cracking game and really give an indication of how far the Western Bulldogs have come over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, certainly. I think one of their good players for the Bulldogs as well, and it's not surprising to see her up in the goal kickers as well as the best players, Hayley Wilde. I think she's been a real standout for the Bulldogs this season. I mean, her run and carry is fantastic, and she goes in hard at every contest. She's been absolutely huge for them, and now she's got some AFLW contingent with her as well. So I think, yeah, it'll be a cracking match next week. I mean, Geelong's absolutely flying, but then again, the Western Bulldogs have hit their form at the right time. So it'll be definitely an interesting contest, especially at um, Mars Stadium. It's beautiful up there, so certainly can't wait to see that. Another uh, area that would have been slightly cold was down in <laughs> Hamilton last night. The cold everywhere. <laughs> Pride game. Well, that, that is true. The Pride game. We were down there last year to call this game, and this one turned out to be a very similar thrilling game. Darabin, in the end, getting over the line, 7-9-51. Melbourne Uni, 6-3-39. At least the Muggers looked competitive on the scoreboard uh, last night compared to their performance a week ago against Richmond up in Bendigo where they just looked clunky they didn't really look interested in the game their endeavour wasn't there so at least they were able to get some scores on the board last night down in Hamilton their goal kickers for Darabin Hannah Mouncey bounced back with three goals after going goalless last week against Geelong Giran to Simpson Wilson the other goal kickers for Darabin in their victory Melbourne Uni Price kicked kicked two Prisparkas and Angelus and Runnels and Gillespie Jones, all the single goal kickers. I'll kick you out of summary if you don't get those names right. I, I know that. I'm, <laughs> they, I'm about to take myself off my royalty. Head, so I, They're summary royalty. I, I, yeah. Some of those I hang my head in shame <laughs> for getting that one. Hannah's still leading the goal kicking? Yes. Yes. I so, so obviously struggled in, the, in the, the few weeks before that. But, geez, I'll tell you what, there's, there's got to be... There's got to be those four, four to six sides now that I think have broken away. As you say, I think that the muggers, where are they? <laughs> what are they doing? Um, they're sort of in the limbo. But like you said, up the top, you've got Geelong, uh, who I think at this stage would be the favourites to win it, just based on I the, way they, the way they've played. I know, you've, I know that's what I've heard coming through in the calls, that it just looks like they're the, 
the cleanest and the, and the hardest team to beat. Prior, prior to this week, I reckon the Northern Territory Thunder would have been yep. grappling for it well, after this well, week. Well, now I'm sort yeah, exactly. I'm naturally relegating them to just <laughs> in the finals after they've lost to the Southern Saints. But, um, but it, and it sounds like the Western Bulldogs, if they can get their act back together as well, they, they might be able to, to lift themselves up. But even looking at, at their list, I think they'd have the most AFLW players on their list. Premiership players too. <laughs> and premiership, but, but you can yeah. only play X amount. And then they've probably got their program for how many they're going to play, you know, every second week or whatever it is, and finally starting to get some continuity. But as I was saying before, it must be so difficult to literally have 40 players to pick from and have to fit a lot of square pegs into round holes and and week to week, and even the players not being sure about what's going on. So those things will work themselves out. But where if you're a Geelong, as the season goes along, where if you're a Geelong, you're just trying to scratch to actually get even though, yes, they've brought some players in, but really their 22 is their 22. Yep. And, um, so and, there's a positive in that. And as stable as probably Hawthorne's the only one that's as stable yeah. Yeah. off the back of last season. So there's continuity for both of those sides. And that's where it's interesting that, that Paddy Sell is that, you know, if you come here and, and you're loaned out from an AFL club, that we will look after you and you will probably play every week. And there's a certain upside to that. So it's, a, it's an interesting point. Round seven uh, teams with the buys: Geelong, Richmond, and Williamstown. We might take a break here on RSN Carnival, the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day. After the break, we'll preview Hawthorne and Essendon. Our match for broadcast. That's up next. You're listening to Carnival on digital radio, live streaming around the world, and on the RSN smartphone app. See the listening guide at rsn.net.au. Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors, and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do, and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. It's the heart of Craigieburn, where you can play golf all day and dine seven days and nights, where you can catch live music, have a punt at the tab, earn Sporty's reward points, and watch every game of footy. Craigieburn Sporting Club, where it's always by the people, for the people. Hi, I'm Lane Beachley. Cartridges for Planet Art just had its biggest year ever. On average, 13,500 printer cartridges were collected every working day, and they were all turned into useful things like pens, garden beds, even road surfaces. So thanks to everyone who recycled from home, work or school. To make the coming year even bigger, check out cartridges.planetart.org. Nadia Horn and RSN 927's winners. The winners team provides you with informative and engaging form analysis. Mondays, Matt Welsh reviews Saturday's racing. Tuesdays, Warren Huntley and Rob Nicholson with Flemington and Caulfield Trekwork reports. Wednesdays, Dean Lester and Warren Huntley with a midweek preview. And every day the tab will take us through the big market changes. Winners. Weekday mornings from 10.30. On RSN 927. Thanks to tab. We love a bit. The Socceroos, shooting for football's ultimate glory. 
Francis Leach is in Moscow, reporting live and exclusive for RSN 927's Breakfast Club. G'day, Francis Leach here, following the Socceroos, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with Half Whitey and the Breakfast Gang. It's the overnight wrap on all the big matches. And if you're hard to score against, then you're a chance to be chopping up from the game. It's game on in the World Cup. <laughs> On RSN 97. Thanks to town, we love a bet. This is the BFL Women's Match of the Day. It is the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, the RSN Racing and Sports app and rsn.net.au. We are at Box Hill City Oval, round seven. Match for broadcast is Essendon up against Hawthorne and we're going to do a little preview as both sides are now out on the ground warming up. The Bombers uh, have a very handy inclusion that we mentioned at the top of the broadcast today. Tanya Hetherington, former Diamond Creek coach in 2007, 16 and one of their veterans there played at GWS in the second <laughs> AFLW season has joined the Bombers for VFLW in 2018 and plays her first match today uh, usually a defender but as Paddy Hill the coach of Hawthorne is expecting to see her up forward which uh, I wouldn't dismiss yeah I certainly think she could definitely go up there like I was saying she's a nice big target up there and it's definitely good to see that she can provide that role. I mean, she did her ACL back in 2015, so she's probably still, probably like not confident in her leap as much as you'd think she would be, but I think she has the capacity to do so. I mean, she was fantastic in defence for GWS this year. Nothing went past her. She's got really solid hands, which I think will hold the bombs in good stead, but it's just about adapting to the positioning in the forelines as compared to the back line. I mean, usually in the back line, she'd be more behind the ball coming behind a swirl, but she needs to get front and centre in the contest. So be interested to see how she um, approaches that dynamic, but I think she'll do the task really well for the Bombers. Late scratching for Hawthorne in this game, just walking around the boundary in the track suit. Sarah Perkins out of the side for Hawthorne. That's not too concerning, given that they've... Uh, got Meg Hutchins who's been kicking goals over the last couple of weeks for the Hawks but they does mean that they are missing both Perkins and McWilliams uh, in the same side. Yeah she's only kicked six goals from five games so far Perkins this season so she hasn't exactly fired on all cylinders but it's definitely a, a bit of a disappointment to not see her in the side. I mean like I was saying before, Essendon's backline is probably their strongest point in their side, so they could probably take advantage of that, not having two big fours there. It's just Hutchins is really dynamic. She doesn't really kick her goals really from the set shot. She's more a running, running person that can um, stream to the 50 and kick the goals. So I think she can do really well on that point. And, yeah, I think this is a really good advantage for Essendon to really take advantage of those outs. So Hawthorne have won the toss, and they'll be kicking towards the Maroonda Highway end. So we've got two highways at uh, Box Hill City Oval. How what, exciting. What do, we call, what do we call the Eastern Freeway end? Well, it's a freeway at that end. Yeah. And yeah. the Maroon well, Highway is White Horse Road. Is it really a freeway considering the traffic coming out this yeah, morning? That is a good point, actually. <laughs> it's sort of more a meander way, especially as soon as there's it's a, a car park. <laughs> not, as much car as, park. not as much as the Monash. No, oh, that's the ring we road. We can't do the Monash. <laughs> now, we better get our tips, Matthew. Which way are you going? I will be going, even though I am an Essendon supporter, I am going with Hawthorne. They have been one of the stronger sides of the, the VFLW in 2018 and would be expecting them to get the job done today. I'm curious to see Essendon. We've uh, broadcast a couple of their recent games. Uh, the game against Richmond, they were good at coming out of defensive 50, which had been an area of concern running into that match. It's the forward entry that's still yep. the biggest question mark. They can break the lines. They're good with their transition. 
it's those forward 50 and conversion. Making the most of the opportunities is the other uh, area that they need to improve on, considering that the last two games, their third quarters, they've been dominant against the Southern Saints and Hawks, but really haven't capitalised on the scoreboard. I'm going with the Hawks. Tash, which way are you going to go? I'm going to go the way of the Hawks too. Margin? Um, Comfortable or tighter? Probably about 20 points. Beautiful. Julia? I think the Hawks as well. I mean, it is their home ground. They've been strong throughout the season, and I'm just interested to see the Bombers. They really need to get off to a good start, which they did do against Northern Territory Thunder. They, just, they, they scored four goals in the first quarter, just didn't score anything after that. So if they can get that good start and keep it rolling, they could really challenge the Hawks. But I think the Hawks will get the job done today. And, Coxie, what am I going to do? I don't know what you're going to do. Paddy Hill's put the fear of God in me. I'm going to tip Essendon. Oh, here we go. <laughs> he's, he's There's always them, one. He's given them the utmost respect. Uh, this is their sixth game. Hetherington in. Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to tip them by a point. Just to do something a little different. But, Paddy, you, was he going yeah, How much respect? confidence do you have in that? You, 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 you've thrown us here in the commentary box. Round 7, Swiss Wellness, VFL Women's Action about to get underway. It's Hawthorne against Essendon, Box Hill City Oval. It's a pleasure to welcome Dan Hill to Call by Call. So it'll be Nelda and Watton, and Watton wins it down. Immediately, Box Hill go forward to put my tip under it. Absolute pressure straight away, and coming out to mark on the chest. And it was a nice mark, was Barnden, who's coming to the side, and she passes to the top of the goal square. And who's that coming out on the lead to take the Tamara mark? Tamara Luke, it looks so like. Big Tam Luke. Yep. So she's she can play as in defence, and she's going up forward. Normally up at centre-half back, but today at full forward almost, and she kicks the opener straight through the middle. Great work from Barnden in her first game. Not the easiest one to say. B-A-R-N-D-E-N. That's her first touch of football in uh, the VFLW. Coming into the side for Sarah Perkins. And the Hawks on the board. That has to be the quickest goal scored in the VFLW this year. I mean, that was under about, that was about 20 seconds it took. Ah, oh, it just, if... Essendon really leading on top of that in that midfield. They've obviously blocked Hayley Bulls in that instance. They've got to try to do it again. <laughs> oh, cool napping there. Yes. Ball back in the middle. And Watton just got a fingertip to it. Wrapped up, unable to get a disposal away was Randall for the Hawks. Applying the tackle is Kai's, and we'll get another ball up. Just edged outside the centre circle, favouring Essendon. They're yet to score. Hawthorne, one straight six. I can report as well, Coxie, not a single jumper tucked in on the ground. Disgraceful. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Dan. Modern football, (laughs) disgraceful. Ball. Where's the socks up too? Come on, guys. Bobbling yeah. <laughs> around. We're only a minute in and it's gone downhill. Yugal trying to work her way through the contest. is all wrapped up. Tackle being applied by Stephanie Carroll. We'll get a, another ball up. We're now on the edge of the centre square favouring Hawthorne broadcast side. Nalda going up in the contest. Won the tap down for Essendon. Hawthorne through Meg Hutchins. Get a kick towards centre half forward. Punched out of the hands of Tamara Luke, tries to follow up her own work, bumped off the footy was Neves. Hawthorne end up with the footy, spiralling handball out of the contest. Hurried kick on the boot for Hawthorne is well off target and rolls over the boundary line and out of play. We'll throw it in, forward pocket, outer side. Hawthorne kicking to the Maroondah Highway and two gone first term. Good to see Hawthorne get a fast start. I mean, it's been locked in their forward 50 so far. I haven't seen Essendon really get it past the centre line, so it's huge pressure by them to start off the game. So forward pocket for Hawthorne. It's a big, long, high throw-in. Tam Luke won it from the back, and then it came back in her direction. Plenty of players around this in the forward pocket for Hawthorne. Hutchins 
almost went on the left, then played for a free kick. <laughs> it seemed to be in a wet patch there in the fore pocket. Everyone's slipping over. Williams for Essendon. Tries to get the clearance out towards half back. Chance here for Beeson. Oh, she fell over and in the grasp. Dumped. Umpire surely will call for this. I do like to let it go, but the ball stopped moving, so the umpire will ball it up. Left half forward. Hawthorne in attack. They lead by six points. We've gone three minutes opening term. And guys, I'm just noticing that Heatherton actually started back um, for Essendon. She's playing on Tamara Luke at the moment. So a couple of defenders against each other. So we'll see if she floats forward afterwards. The clearing kick from Williams went straight down the throat of Kai's. Centre wing out of side for Hawthorne. Looks to reload back inside attacking 50. Nelda got shoved out of the contest. Advantage paid for Essendon. It's not really to their advantage. Plenty of Hawks on that outer side. Oh, quick handball away, though, for Hardy. They'll go inside attacking 50 with the kick. Essendon bouncing ball. Everyone rushing back. First to the ball there was Nixon for Hawthorne. (laughs) Managing... Bit of musicalness. Just to get their way out of trouble. No, they don't. Moreau coming through. That'll do. Navigated nicely through traffic. The kick inside attacking 50. Unable to take the mark there was Ebb. She was able to follow it up. Composed kick to the captain in Mackey. So Mackey left half back for the Hawks. She's called to go. I love it when those AFL rules start to filter down to the lower levels. <laughs> she took about half a step to the right. The umpire wave play on. Ball comes out the back here to Crockett Grills. He got that one out well the first time around. She gets another handball out. Kai's. Left boot, centre of the ground. Although the numbers here with Essendon Moorcroft burst through. <laughs> bounced off a couple. Inter- Would have been player. more at home in rugby league. She wants it back and they can't quite get it clear at half forward. And the umpire will eventually call for it and ball it up. Centre half forward. Bombers, their first major attack where they get a stoppage. Watton wins the tap down for Hawthorne. Hurried kick off the boot. Doesn't really go to their advantage. Tackle applied by Collier. We'll get a ball up at centre-half forward. No, he won't. Free kick will go the way of Essendon, holding the ball. Collier. Bit of poetic licence. Oh, she's backed Ooh, off the mark it, and fallen it, over. You know, slipped just on the edge of the cricket pitch. Which does look just a tad muddy out there. Collier goes straight down the guts. Hawthorne, though, with numbers in defensive 50. Have a mark. Handball quickly off. They look to transition to broadcast side. Just went over the head of Carol Williams, bearing down on her. Applies the pressure. Ball seen over the boundary line. The umpire says, we'll throw it in. Half forward flank on the broadcast side for the Bombers. They're yet to score. Hawthorne, one straight six. We've gone five and a half minutes first term here on RSN Carnival. Ball's hossed back in. Throw a blanket over about 36 players. I reckon they're all in one quarter of the ground at the moment. Out on this wing. Now, Hawthorne try and work it clear. Good smother laid on. Williams driving ball into the left forward pocket. But again, the numbers with the Hawks. They work it clear out wide. Oh, it's a poor kick. It's gone out of bounds on the full. I think that might have been Kim Ed down there. And she's just sprayed it, as so often happens at at Box Hill on this side of the ground, on the, the broadcast wing, out of bounds on the full. Free kick to Essendon, and it will go the way of Matty Collier in the 44. Collier goes inside attacking 50 once more for the Bombers. Melissa Kali's been prominent early for Hawthorne. Takes the mark and then switches play to the outer side. The handball quickly given off. Meg Hutchins straight down the guts for Hawthorne. Oh, Mark 
not completed in the end there for the Hawks. Essendon have numbers to rebound. Mark taken here for Morecambe. Middle of Box Hill City Oval. Essendon yet to score. Hawks lead by six points. High ball towards centre-half. Forward. Out the back. Unable to take it there was the 23rd player, Woods, for Hawthorne. Hurry kick towards the centre wing broadcast side. Another error. Hawthorne up against the boundary line. Essendon see it over and out of play. The pressure is very good early here at Tash. Yes, it is. Hawthorne were on top early and Essendon slowly getting on top. So it's good to see them having a good hard crack. Ball to be tossed back in. Centre wing. Change off the bench. Michaela Can onto the ground for Hawthorne. Heard a little bit about her in the pre-game. Likes to get after it. She does here. Straight away. Almost on cue. Snap around the corner. Up towards Crockett Grills. She sockers it off the ground. Now at the back here for the Bombers. Caruso. By hand. Got it to Trend. Back to Caruso. Kicks out wide. And on a long, long lead is Demateo. Couldn't quite take the mark. Socket it off the ground. Lending support. It's been a long run from Caruso. <laughs> she slid over there. She's gone about 100 metres to help out. Sliding in and the umpire... No choice but uh, to ball it up. Left half forward, about 70 from home. Hawthorne in attack, just their attacking side of wing. We've played eight minutes, and they lead by six points, the Hawks. Hurry kick on the boot there for Bullis. Goes towards the centre wing on the outer side. Ball off. Hands. Hurry kick back to where it came from. Caruso takes the mark for the Bombers. Half-back flank outer side. Looks to go in towards the corridor. No one really home. Or Hardy came in. And uh, impacted Melissa Kyes when she didn't have the ball in her vicinity. Hardy and Kyes colliding. That's, that is two worlds colliding. As she goes to Hutchins. It fell short of her. She was under immediate pressure. The handball backwards. Hawthorne composed enough to get it towards half forward. Moorcroft came in, was unable to bring it in. And we've got an Essendon player down behind play as well. Etherington sliding in. Hurried handball away. Doesn't benefit Essendon. We're forced to apply the tackle. Trend now comes in. He's unable to extract it. The umpire says, give it to me. I will ball it up. Yeah, so Trend was the one down behind play. She got straight back up and just got straight back into the contest. So a great couple of seconds there from her. She's a very hard nut former Eastern Devils player. There is one thing. uh, Lauren Moorcroft, friendly fire, just copped the the hip right in the guts, Jess Trend. But she's as tough as they come. Ball inside attacking 50. Tamara Luke almost got the handball clear. Would have been a goal to Gilda, but couldn't get it out there. Now around the corner towards the goal line. Knocked off the line here for the, the Hawks. Little snap around the corner oh. for Mackey. No. Yes. Oh. No. Yes. She's on the right foot snap in the right forward pocket. She's not the tidiest looking of kicks either, Mackey, but gee, the result. It never looked like missing. We're right behind it here in our broadcast position. And the Hawks, they're worth their goal. They moved to two straight 12. They just managed to get back on top, as you said there, Tash. Essendon had a bit of play in their half, but the Hawks worked it forward and they moved out to a 12-point lead. Of all players, I suppose Mackie was definitely the one to kick it. I mean, she's been absolutely on fire for the Hawks. I mean, she's coming off a 19-disposal game last week and she's just on top of the contest again. And that was a fantastic goal. I mean, you trust her to kick it. And for those of you playing at home, the 19-disposal game in the blokes, you can just add 10 because of the... The uh, the duration of matches, 19's worth 29 as an equivalent. Let's give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> Nelda won the free kick in the middle, gave the handball off to Mackerel, who went towards centre-half forward with the kick. Bombers with numbers. Meliaris gives the handball back to Mackerel, was slung as she kicked it, but it was effective. Mark taken by Moreau. About 40 metres out from goal, but she is directly in front looking for Essendon's first. 
Looking to handball here, Coxie. Should a little look over the shoulder. Yeah. She got the journey. She's got the journey. She's a great player, Moro. A Canadian to, kick, so... I was going to say, she sh- should be showing more confidence from directly in front. A little bit of a skip. Puts the ball on the right boot and oh. sails straight over the top of the goal umpire's hat for Essendon's first. And uh, the- maybe she was looking over the shoulder for the protected area. 50-man penalty or something. <laughs> that was never in doubt. <laughs> Great kick there for Valerie Moreau, the former Eastern Devils player, hails from Canada and gets Essendon's first here at Box Hill City Oval. 11 minutes into the first term, Hawthorne 2 straight 12, Essendon 1 straight 6 here on RSN Carnival. It's been a big day for Moreau as well. She's been in good form as of late too, so coming off 12 disposals last game too, so 22, we'll say. It's good. Dance tips are looking up. I'm also happy with that fact. Kai's in the centre of the ground, hacked it forward. And in the grasp there was Warburton for the Bombers, and she works it forward, up towards half forward. Bit of attack here for the Bombers. Moreau possibly held without it. Hawks do have the numbers back there. Beeson got the arms free in the tackle. Ball at half forward for Essendon. There's a whistle. And the umpire has picked out a free kick, and it's going the way of Kai's at left half back, wearing the Aquafluro green boots. Very questionable setup in the... Uh, when you're wearing maroon and gold, not a good look. Does anything look good with maroon and gold? No, I don't think it does, but I just <laughs> I just thought I'd go with it anyway. Maybe the white boots is, you know, white or black, but anything colourful, not a good look. Meantime, Hawthorne around the outer side, working up towards half forward. Tamara Luke feels like she's been in absolutely everything. She's hacking around with her on the deck, Essendon force it clear. Hetherington hailing cabs towards the umpire, that's... Uh, one of her vocations out there most weeks. It's good to be back in the thick of it. Ball towards half forward now for Hawthorne. On the deck. Numbers, it feels like it's with the Hawks in their forward pocket. Mackey, she couldn't hack it out. Essendon try and force it clear. Hetherington laid the tackle. Now a chance. It might have been Kai's on the opposite boot. And only as far on the last line as Kirby Hicks, who's always on the last line for whoever she plays for. Essendon in the back pocket. The goalkeeper from Diamond Creek brings the ball towards the broadcast side. Couple of Hawks collided, allows Jess Trend to run around the outside. Gets a shepherd there from uh, Kearney. That kick not the greatest, though. Goes straight down the throat of Hawthorne. Attacking side of the broadcast wing. It was Ebb that took it. Sends it towards centre-half forward. They're under a bit of pressure here. Good tackle from Lisa Williams is rewarded. Got to go quickly here. The skipper for Essendon at centre-half back. Chances passed. Yeah, they just stalled a little too much. A dinky kick wide. Hits up Mackerel. Defensive side of the outer wing for the Bombers. They trail by six points. We've gone 13 and a half minutes in the opening term. Beautiful kick. It was good from Mackerel, and that looks like it's Neve's centre wing outer side for the Bombers. Goes towards the half forward flank. Isn't it champagne football? Ward. Oops, slipped over. Oh, hang on. As she Spoke was too soon. lining up as there's a player coming up off with a bit of claret on her face for Hawthorne. That kick too wide for the Bombers. It's out on the full. Where's Holden? Is he down on the boundary? We need our first it update. It looked like well, Cassandra Abadopoulos there actually from Hawthorne that might have gone off. She had a bit of blood to her face so she's they, run off they definitely a bit groggy. A, they definitely need a new trainer at Hawthorne. They've got so many <laughs> to get cuts to the eye. And, oh, and, he, and he might be down on the boundary but he's forgotten the mic. Oh, Peter Holden. Rookie error. (laughs) Now, Hawthorne looked to switch the play here to the broadcast. Oh, terrible kick. Chance here. 
For Collier. For Collier, the 44, and then she sort of ran herself into a bit of trouble, and now the Hawks a chance to clear. Oh, no. Smothered Moreau. No, the umpire said it wasn't touched off the boot, although the Essendon player that, that did was, collide. That, that was Hardy. That, uh, was it Hardy? Gee, she's, she's mad. Yeah, and she's... I'll tell you what, they're trying to... Sunbury, too. Sunbury Royalty. She, she's, got, <laughs> she's got a bit of a shoulder issue. I'll tell you what, they, if they're trying to split the atom at the moment, I think they can just get Hardy and Kaiser to run into each other, and they'll... I'll have the Adam split in no time. Freaky Friday. <laughs> Moreau. At goal from pretty much the same spot as last time. Maybe slightly further out. And that's what troubled her. Touched on the line. Didn't cross the line. Now Hawthorne in the left back pocket. Try and force it clear. Long ball goes out wide. And after it is Beeson. Gathers. Kicks on the right boot. Around the wing. Numbers though. All with Essendon. But it gets over the back of the pack. McNamara. Little handball inside. But again, Essendon just seem to be holding sway at the moment, and they should clear here. They, well, maybe they, not. No. <laughs> no, they will now. I told you. I, oh, no, <laughs> no it's no, fumbled. No. You've put the jinx on them a couple of times. <laughs> Santa wing out of sight. The it kick. is a bit slippery out there. Finally, Mackerel clearing kick towards half forward. Goes straight down the throat of Ebb out there for oh. Hawthorne, who's hit Luke up Luke off the bench. Meg Hutchins in a bit of space. Finds Luke. She's in a paddock. Attacking side of the broadcast wing. Wheels around on the right boot. High ball towards the half-forward flank. Good grab taken here by Cam. One of the players highlighted by Paddy Hill in our pre-game show. Directs the kick short and has hit up a target. And I think, you, I think, I think the, the, this is Cam. Yeah. stitched up. <laughs> McDonald to Cam. So McDonald pass it to Cam, yeah. <laughs> So Michaela Cairn, she comes from an athletics background. She's a state 100-metre sprinter, and she's been known for kicking some good goals too. I'll tell you what, that you can tell from the the legs. She's got the sprinter's legs. Absolutely, She'll she get does. the journey here, no doubt. Can comes in, and the kick is pretty good. Just fell short and touched on the line by Tanya Hetherington. The first blemish here at Box Hill City Oval, 2-1-13, Hawthorne, Essendon, one straight six. 16 and a half minutes gone, opening term on RSN Carnival. She almost discarded the mouth guard in disgust there, Can She wasn't unhappy with her kick at goal. The kick out is turned over. Now Watton with a check side towards half forward. Umpire wave play on said it was touched off the boot. Now Collie has been pinged for a throw. I bit, thought it was a mark. Bit now it was touched off the boot. Okay. The umpire was screaming at the top of the at the top of his lungs. Ball inside fifty now for the Hawks. Luke again couldn't quite come up with it. Bouncing ball, Collier in the grasp, and the umpire no choice but to call for it. About thirty-five meters out from the Hawks' attacking goal, they lead by seven points. We played seventeen and a half minutes in the first term. Essendon have got a spare behind the ball in Hetherington, so it looks like she's going to be the one to steady the ship for them. This is Mackerel copped a high tackle for the Bombers. Swam into trouble. <laughs> Been waiting oh, to use that, no. haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Mackerel. What else you got for us? <laughs> I was plenty more. Don't you worry. Oh, fantastic. Wait, wait for it. It's been a year since he last called. He's got plenty in the bag. He's been writing notes down ferociously <laughs> in his little notepad. Bombers have moved it towards the centre wing out of sight. Oh, Moreau had her legs taken out. The umpire said play on. And now he says, give it to me, I will ball it up. Centre wing out of sight. Bombers are one straight six. Hawthorne 2-1-13. We're nearing quarter time here on RSN Carnival. Round seven of the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's as Beeson goes long towards Luke at half forward for Hawthorne. Neves got bumped off the footy. Under a little pressure, bit of pressure there was David. 
And the umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up. Forward pocket, out of side for Hawthorne. 18 and a half minutes into the opening term. Ball tossed up. What won the tap? Boundary side. Chance in the grass there for Randall, who's been playing on the ball in this first term. Now Essendon will clear away. But all the numbers that they're kicking to are with Hawthorne. Although it did manage to get over the back as far as Ward, although she's outnumbered one on about seven. <laughs> and the Hawks come up with it. That wasn't a lie either. They've got numbers behind the ball aplenty to the Hawks. Now Hutchins, little kick in board. No, oh, wasn't a great one, but got away with it. Watton wheels and goes. All the experience. You could hit, feel it oozing out. Not a great kick, though, but the number's still with the Hawks. They'll work it up towards half forward. Luke will be at the front. Couldn't quite get, or did get there. Got a fist on it. Knocked to the deck. Coming through and sticking her head over it was Kirby Hicks, but the Hawks, again, still propel the ball forward. Knocking it along in front here is McDonald. Just overran it at the crucial stage. And now Trend will look for the boundary line in the safest possible way. And again, one on seven against Essendon here. They work it up towards the wing. Tapping along it in front of there was Demateo. Little crafty ball inside. They might have time here. Moreau, wheels, goes. Not a great kick. Oh, oh. dropping the mark, though, at half back. Ebb then got the handball at the back. No, through it. Holding the ball. Advantage will be paid. No, they'll slow it up. And it'll be a free kick to Carney at half forward. Oh, she's taken off and been spent without it. The umpire said holding the ball. They've mucked that up. It'll be a free kick to the Hawks at right half back. In the hands of Ebb, closing in on quarter time. High ball towards centre wing. Mackerel underneath it takes the mark on the siren. Competitive first term here at Box Hill City Oval. Hawthorne 2 1 13. Essendon 1 straight 6. High pressure footy from both sides. I think Essendon just might have a little edge at the moment, given okay. their yeah. high pressure across the defensive line. And there's been a couple of mistakes, particularly from Kim Ebb across halfback for Hawthorne, which uh, is a little bit concerning. It's a bit surprising as well. She's one of their more experienced players too, so it's surprising to see her um, create a bit of errors. But how good on the other end is Tamara Luke? I mean, she looks at home in the forward line. I mean, she came into this into this season as a defender, played last year as a defender too, so she's making herself at home in the forward line. She's been everywhere in the ruck as well, so she could be a key player for them across the day. Essendon really need to shut her down quickly. Goal kickers at quarter time. Emma Mackey and Tamara Luke have kicked one for Hawthorne each. Valerie, Valerie Moreau, the only goal kicker so far for the Bombers. Score at quarter time is 2-1-13 Hawthorne. Essendon, one straight six. You're on RSN Carnival. Second quarter, up next. You're listening to Carnival on digital radio, live streaming around the world and on the RSN smartphone app. See the listening guide at rsn.net.au. It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling and having my biggest rival who I'd just beaten right up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years but in the end we both respected each other and that that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. You can talk with Father Gerard Dowling. Welcome to the Family Counselor Program. It's great to be with you wherever you are. We all need a helping hand. It's always great to come in here, spend these two hours with you as you listen. And a friendly voice is just a phone call away. It ends on the line. Hi, Gerard. The Family Counselor Program. We all need someone to talk to. Sunday nights from 10. Ooh, heaven is a place on, earth. on RSN 927. Miami. 
presented by Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Oh, hi, I'm Maria from Sesame Street. And Elma's Elma. And we're here to talk about driveways. Driveways can be dangerous for children. Or little red monsters. So it's important for parents to always watch their children around them. Yeah, driveways are for cars, not for play. That's right, Elmo. Play only in safe places away from driveways because people in cars may not see you. Uh, Elmo sees you, Maria. Tag, you're in. Oh, here I come, Elmo. <laughs> Remember, driveways are like roads. Always supervise, separate, and see. Learn more at kidsafevic.com.au. Get back to work. But I am working. What, your latest Instagram post? I'm lodging a free dial-before-you-dig inquiry online. Visit 1100.com.au to use this free service or call 1100 during business hours. The Socceroos, shooting for football's ultimate glory. Francis Leach is in Moscow, reporting live and exclusive for RSN 927's Breakfast Club. G'day, Francis Leach here, following the Socceroos, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with Half Whitey and the Breakfast Gang. It's the overnight wrap on all the big matches. And if you're hard to score against, then you're a chance to pick something up from the game. It's game on in the World Cup on RSN 97. Thanks to town, we love a bet. This is the BFL Women's Match of the Day. It is the Round 7 Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, the RSN Racing and Sport app, and, of course, rsn.net.au. Quarter time here at Box Hill City Oval. It is 2-1-13 Hawthorne, leading Essendon one straight six. Uh, competitive first quarter for both sides. Hawthorne, obviously, the ascendancy on the scoreboard, but Essendon well in this. They certainly are. I mean, they're putting the pressure on all over the ground. That early start was a bit of a blemish for them, but they've they've bounced back from that fantastic, and I think they've been on top ever since then. A couple of the standout players. We've already mentioned Tamara Luke uh, being dominant up forward for Hawthorne. Uh, Can, another one that we've uh, spoke about prior to the start of the game with Paddy Hill, was prominent also in that first quarter, uh, had a shot from goal, just ever so slightly fell yep. short. Um, and if Hawthorne had have got that goal, would have gone into the break th- uh, three straight and maybe just had enough butter, uh, of a buffer to put a dent in Essendon's confidence. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Essendon, like I said at the start, at, at the start of the show, would have been hoping for that fast start and they've got that pretty well down pat so far. I mean, they've held the, they've held the fort down defensively, which is what they've been doing so great this season. And one player that stood out for them in the first quarter as well, I thought was Lauren Caruso, ex, um, called a cannons captain and she was, she had a great patch of, I think, about two minutes where she was ta- chasing the ball up and down the ground. She delivered some nice long kicks too, which was fantastic fantastic to see. She's been one of their more consistent players for Essendon. She's played, I think, every single game bar one. So she's been playing pretty well at the start of this game too. And Tash, uh, Essendon showed a little bit of composure. They were hitting up targets uh, when they had the ball in their hands. It's not the gun racing type of footy that we've come to expect from the Bombers in their first month and a bit of the season. Yeah, but it was surprisingly good footy from them because I'm... I think they're winless this far yep. in the season. So, yeah, for me, the stand-up probably was um, Valerie Monroe. Yeah, just felt like they were playing a bit more champagne football than Hawthorne did in the like first quarter. So hopefully if they can keep that going, then they'll probably go close to winning or close to just losing. Love yep. it, love it, Tash. It's not mentioned enough in modern football, champagne football. It's sort of like, <laughs> for some reason, it just fell off the back of the wagon in the, the early 2000s. No idea why. I think it was anti-chip-chip footy. They, they, that was what champagne footy used to be. And 
Anti-chip chip. It had the, the chip Sounds chip like a was dog not, name. Well, you know, the go short stuff. But people, you know, that can be champagne football, but people aren't interested. Now, ball thrown up. Essendon towards half forward. They get the first clearance of the second quarter. Immediately on the front foot. Numbers in the forward pocket. Tackle laid by Dimateo. She's been very good. And now possibly holding dropping, the ball. Yeah. Bit of a delay. And Hire will get the free kick. She's at half forward for the Bombers. Another Canadian. Good to see her getting involved as well. Hopefully her and Moreau can kick a couple of goals for the Bombers. Famous number 18 too. Looking very good. Is she going to throw the grass up? She doesn't no. tuck the shirt in though. <laughs> yeah, Disappointing that, that's again. That's what I mean. Modern football. Fair dinkum. <laughs> tuck on. a shirt in somewhere. Come on. She comes in. Kicks from right on the paint almost to the top of the goal square. Could have been a jumper held down there. Ball bounces towards the line. Then does a leg break. And goes out of bounds in the forward pocket. There'll be a throw in right next to the behind post. Left forward pocket. The Bombers, they're in attack. They trail by seven points. Opening moments of the second term. As it's thrown back into play. It's a launching throw in. Watt in front spot. Won it down. Yugle trying to get the handball out. She was able to. Moreau hovering. Couldn't take possession of it. A wide handball away from Natalie McDonald. Goes back over the boundary line and out of play in the forward pocket. So we've got Natalie McDonald for Essendon. Allie uh, McDonald for Hawthorne, isn't ooh. it? We'll do our best at home. we'll do our best for those of you at home. EMAC and NMAC. <laughs> <laughs> Any Big Mac has the balls <laughs> and they're only small. Throw. Grand Big Mac. <laughs> thrown back back in. And it's just congested. Hawthorne trying to get a handball away. Tackling pressure again from Essendon is good. Ball spilt into the hands of Hutchins. Hurried kick on the boot. Goes long. Neve sitting underneath it. Had David right on her hammer who applies the tackle up against the boundary line. The umpire Ooh. hovering says, give it to me, I will ball it up. Just outside attacking 50, outer side for the Bombers there. One straight six, Essendon 2-1-13. Two, two gone in the second term here on RSN Carnival. Looks like Hetherington's going to stay back for the day. I mean, she's following tomorrow Luke very closely at the moment. She's going to have to because Luke's been on fire. So ball tossed up out of side. Pack forms and Hawthorne work it clear towards right half back. Coming through and picking it up was Tash Hardy, who copped the knock earlier and looks like she's back out there. Collie is in there also for Essendon now. The umpire calls for it. That's four and 44, so a couple of fours in that contest. For <laughs> <laughs> numerology for you all at home. Haven't seen uh, an Essendon 44 worn that well since Stephen Milne won a reserves premiership in 99 <laughs> 2000. Oh, the glory days. <laughs> the glory days. Long time now. <laughs> Bit of a spear tackle on there. It was not above the horizontal, said the umpire. I think it might have been on Mackerel, who doesn't mind getting inside the contest. Ball tossed up, still on the outer wing. It's one down on this occasion by Nelda as they propel it forward here, Essendon. Just trying to force it forward. It's not exactly wet weather footy. It is a little drier out there than perhaps it would seem. Hutchins goes out very, very wide. Almost lands on the chest of Beeson. She gathers, picks it up, tries to get away. Umpire says, holding the ball. And the, the boundary umpire actually signaled it was over the line. But the field umpire will win the day. and It'll be a free kick to Essendon on centre wing. Yeah, Yugle applying the tackle. Been impressive for the Bombers so far in 2018. Went short to Mackerel. Centre wing out of side for Essendon. Have controlled the opening three and a half minutes Beautiful of this second kick. quarter. She can kick Mackerel. It was a brilliant kick. Just trying to spot up who it is on that outer side for Essendon. I think it's Demateo. She's gone long Looks with the like kick. It. Kai's brought the ball to ground. Williams is all wrapped up. And the umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up. They'll be a bit disappointed here, Essendon. They've lost 
they've sort of just lost a bit of structure, and Hawthorne are playing into that. Again, having the opportunity, but not capitalising. So ball tossed up, left half forward, hacked in board. Numbers with the Hawks. Kai's tried to break through, only as far as Moreau. Dodging and weaving, stepping and dancing, couldn't get the handball clear. Pack forms around it, left half forward for the Bombers. Good tackle laid by the machine out there in Bullis. Umpire says... You had 19 last week. <laughs> Here's another one. <laughs> I know your reputation. Here's a free kick. She wheels around, goes towards full forward, and at the front, oh. almost taking the mark. Was that Nelda. Maliaris? Was it Nelda? The ruck woman down there. She couldn't quite grab it. The ball falls to the front, and a throw. It'll be a free kick to Hawthorne. They're going the way of Crockett Grills. Getting it right again. Happy days. Jesus, not an easy <laughs> one. The R is very important. <laughs> oh, almost a turnover for the Bombers. Morecambe came through, spilt the pill at the crucial moment. Hawthorne able to wrap things up. About 80 from Essendon's goal. And we'll get a ball up. 2-1-13 Hawthorne. Essendon one straight six. Crockett grills. It really sounds like an 11-30 uh, telemarketing you know, George Foreman 2.0 sort of setup. Carol. <laughs> Luckily, her performance is a bit better than those ads. It's infomercial. Head. George's head. Infomercial, that's the word I was looking that's for. That's the word, yeah. Eugle was able to cut it off. Centering ball inboard. Call 1-300 for a crock of grills. Wasn't great. <laughs> We're onto something. <laughs> ball is all wrapped up. Uh, All we need to do, plane. Daniel, is create a grill machine, name it after Julia, and then we got ourselves a product. Who put these two together on commentary? Seriously, <laughs> Peter Holden. Who was that? Someone who, there was there was a, a great story about the George Foreman grill. How there was another famous boxer who didn't answer his phone, and he would have been the George Foreman grill. George Foreman was actually the second option. I'll get you to do some research on that, Peter Holden, about who that was. <laughs> He's shaking his head in disbelief. He's not doing that. <laughs> in the meantime, Essendon are working the ball towards half forward. Oh, there's a big shepherd about to be laid on here by Mackerel. She dived on it and hatched it out. The umpire said, no, happy to throw it in. So, again, Essendon, really, they've had the ball in their half for this entire quarter. We've played six minutes. They still trail by seven points, but they're doing all the attacking. Looks like this could be a scoring end for the for the game, I suppose. I mean, the ball's been locked in this forward half in the second half, but in the first half, different different story. Traditionally, I think it is, for whatever reason. It's okay. The the, the uh, Maroondah Highway end seems to be the scoring end. The less traffic road. The less traffic road. Is that right? <laughs> Something like you that. You locals? <laughs> I think it's slightly <laughs> downhill. Hawthorne <laughs> get the ball forward in the uh, match happening here at Box Hill City Oval. It's the uh, Dan and Julia show, apart from that. <laughs> As it's all wrapped up. The, time. <laughs> the game is very evenly poised at the moment. It's very hard to commentate. People can't see what we see, so we have to provide, the, provide what the view is. <laughs> Which is Pete, a stalemate at the moment. Peter Holden, do you want the headset? Ball up. <laughs> As Mackerel spinning her way out of trouble. High ball towards the centre wing on the outer side. Bouncing ball. Moreau in hot pursuit. She's been good. Push their player, her opponent off oh. the footy. Gets the handball across to a country woman oh. in... <laughs> there was a couple of Falcons Using in her old soccer skills there, Hale. As the ball is centre wing out of side, Carroll taken into the turf. Williams, the skipper for Essendon, coming through. Wobbly ball off the boot towards the half-forward flank. Papadopoulos came out, got a handball across to Kyes. Essendon have done well to hold things up. At half-forward, the umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up. Seven and a half minutes gone, second term, RSN Carnival. 2-1-13, Hawthorne, Essendon, one straight six. They've had the momentum, but they haven't been able to impact the scoreboard. One of the great things about women's footy is when everyone from all different sports comes together, Kendra, Kendra Hile just tried a jump kick <laughs> in, in middle of play there. 
Now, Hawthorne get the free kick from the stoppage. It went the way of Watton for a shepherd. It's a varsity rugby background from Hyle, so that could be oh, a bit of skills coming in. <laughs> very interesting technique, and as we said, it led to the Falcon. Now, Hawthorne, again, just not tidy with their possession of the footy. They're, they're trying to hit the edge of the square cleanly to try and open the game up, but it's just not quite happening for them at the moment. And there'll be a ball up just on the attacking side of centre for the Bombers. This time, Watton wins the tap again. Just in tight. Trying to force her way through his mackerel. She's got an arm free, but the umpire says we'll throw it up again. So the game opening up a fraction now, just around the contest. Both sides not throwing as many numbers in. And this time a free kick to Essendon out of the ruck. It looks like they've it looks like Nelda's off the ground, so they're going with a pinch hitter and they'll get the free kick from the stoppage. And it was Bullis that got the free kick. High ball inside attacking fifty. Underneath it was Dixon for Hawthorne, couldn't take the mark. Trend coming through, got crunched. Hawthorne trying to soccer the ball forward. Hutchins is on the outside here. Was unable to get it. Hetherington coming through. Was able to hold things up for Essendon. Ebb chasing it towards the boundary line. She's under pressure from McDonald. Trend won the handball. They get it to Hardy. Quick kick around the body's good to Heil. Takes the mark. 50 out from goal broadcast side. Essendon need to make the most of this. Oh, Moreau's gone down inside attacking 50. <laughs> He's not happy either. No, as the kick from Heil went over the head of uh, Kearney. Now, that was a rugby kick. Yep. <laughs> the numbers were back for Hawthorne. One of the boundary line. <laughs> we'll throw it in. It Ball. was the same spot she kicked for from before, so she's obviously not feeling the confidence in herself to kick back herself and kick it, so she tried to just go for the different option. Didn't just, work out that one time. You just feel if Essendon can get one here... They've had the ball in their attacking half for the whole 10 minutes of this quarter. It's in their right forward pocket. It's tossed back in. It's over the back. Moreau, oh, bouncing around. Collier had it, lost it. Steph Carroll goes in after it. Now a bounce between full forward and centre half forward. This is still an attack. This is exactly the same as what happened against Richmond and the Southern Saints. They just are unable to get reward for effort, Essendon. Ball is wrapped up once again. Crockett Grills is taken into the turf. They were able to get the ball forward. They are able to lock it in their forward 50, but they're unable to score. Ball up. Kearney with the tap down straight into the hands of Collier. Ball top of the goal square for Essendon. Hawthorne under all sorts of pressure. Almost stripped. McDonald is caught. Taken into the turf. The umpire says we're going nowhere and I'll ball it up. Right on the edge of the goal square for Essendon. They're one straight six. Hawthorne 2 one thirteen. Approaching 11 minutes in the second term. Kearney the tap to the deck. Ball seen over the boundary line and out of play by Caruso. We'll throw it in. Forward pocket on the outer side. It's probably the best pressure, best pressure I've seen from Essendon all season. I mean, they've been locking it in their forward 50. Something we haven't seen for a while from them. So it's good to see that they're getting the little things right. Hopefully they can um, solidify that by getting a goal. Almost feels that way. They've got it to here, but what now? Essendon trying to work overtime in their forward pocket. Handball from Papadopoulos for Hawthorne to Kai's Kick smothered. And now a chance for Essendon. They're still 20 metres out from their attacking goal. That's a throw umpire. Let it go. And it comes loose here for Hawthorne. Carroll bombs away towards right half back. It gets over the back of the pack. In pursuit out there is Morecambe. She gets a handball around the corner. Probably wants the line and gets it. So they gain 70 metres there. The Hawks will be a throw in in between wing and half forward. Essendon still in attack. They trial by seven points. We've gone 12 minutes second term. 12 minutes without a score in this second term. It's been that type of arm wrestle. Enthralling. Thrown in on the wing. Watton, who's 
Done a majority of the ruck work for Hawthorne. Won it down, then went back in after her own footy. Carroll now applies the tackle. We'll get a ball up on the centre wing outer side. 2-1-13 Hawthorne. Essendon one straight six. Now they're back on the ground and goes to full forward. That might be the option. As it's uh, Rendleman, the 23rd player, that was doing the ruck work that time around for Essendon. If it's not Nella, it's just anyone. <laughs> put, put your hand up. It's the old under-12s, just the umpire points so at someone. So Rendleman's a ruck usually in a, in a tack cup girl side quarter cannons, and she was ruck for Vic Metro last oh, week as well. Going, so She's got a bit happy of s- days. size about her too. She does. For a young ruck woman. Eight, 17 years old, actually, so not even 18 yet. Wow, Jeez. Ball inside attacking 50, oh. Moorcroft. Takes it on the half volley, kicks it wide. Not to the advantage for Essendon. Van Dyke for Hawthorne will kick it back towards the half forward region. Ball in the hands of Barnden. Goes towards the top of the 50. Ball off hands. McDonald got caught and will be pinged for holding the footy. Advantage taken by Kyes. Sets sail for home for Hawthorne. And they've got a mark inside the goal square. They play on quickly. Goal is scored, and the player would be... It looks like Olivia Flanagan from long range. The numbers are very hard to read. (laughs) I'm going going to be going with you, Julia. I think that is Flanagan. Yeah, she has a little short bun usually when she plays around. That is heartbreaking for Essendon. It is, really. They've had all the ball in their forward 50. They've absolutely trapped it in there, and it takes one quick entry, and bam... Hawthorne have got a goal. They do look good when they open it up, though, Hawthorne. You can see Absolutely. why they try and half-switch the play and get it into those channels. Can confirm it was Flanagan. Who's played forward most of the day, which is not normally... And most of the season, as she... Okay. Yeah, she so has. Normally, <laughs> last year, she played in the middle a fair bit, so... Yeah, so she's try- been trials up forward this year. It's good to see, and she does have a good eye for goal. Certainly does. Another Eastern Raiders teammate, Michaela Cairn. Can out of the centre, up towards half-forward, big pack formed. Plenty of players collided. That's <laughs> a bit of a classic where the umpire just... They looked at each other. They were, they were both controlling the play. It was a big collision, and they said, well, there's no free kick, so we'll just let it play on. It fell back under that pack, and now it'll be thrown up. Luke won the tap for Hawthorne. Bursting her way through was Trent. That's a lovely little throw-out. It's good when the umpire's blindsided. You can get away with that kind of business. <laughs> uh, Williams, another throw. Umpire yeah. waving play on. Maybe more of a fumble from, from Williams. I'll look after my fellow defenders there. Little one around the corner from Barnden, who's been good. Oh, a lovely little tap on from Flanagan. But Collie was back and was awake to the chance. And now the umpire circles and says, we'll ball it up. In between full forward and centre-half forward Hawthorne, they're in attack. They lead by 13 points. We've played 15 minutes in the second term. Carroll with a bit of an ankle issue just off the contest. Rendleman won the tap down. Meliaris chasing after it. Also there is Woods for Hawthorne. Ball just dribbling along the deck. Finally ends up in the hands of of uh, Luke who goes inside attacking 50. High ball. Moorcroft underneath it. Couldn't bring it in. She's under pressure. Was able to paddle the ball out. Now has to pl- apply the tackle. Does Moorcroft will get a ball up inside attacking 50 broadcast side for the Hawks. They're 3-1-19. Essendon one straight six. 15 and a half minutes gone in the second term. Hawthorne deep into attack. Rendleman won the tap straight into the hands though of Pepper Randall. Wide across the face of goal and through for a minor score. 3-2-20 now. Hawthorne lead Essendon one straight six. Approaching 16 minutes second term here on RSN Carnival. 
It's a really big test for Essendon now. I mean, they had all the had all the ball movement at the start. It's really going to be hard to bounce back from that goal that just went sailed down the forward 50. So they really just got to learn to bounce back from that, which they will. Oh, not a terrific kick in from Hetherington, which is normally her number one trade. It's turned over. Quick snap at goal comes from. Not sure who that was down there. I think it might have been Gilda. And it's gone out of bounds on the full. It'll be a free kick again to Hetherington. So she'll have it in the left back pocket. She's let's see if she can redeem herself. <laughs> I think she'll just load this one up rather than the 25 metre pass this time. Down the line. Oh, no. Oh, she's no. looking middle. Oh, she looked middle. <laughs> Still a long kick from Hetherington, and it ah. has gone down the throat of the player she's been playing on for most of the game. Tamara Luke has it at half forward on the outer side for the Hawks. Goes inside attacking 50. Good grab is taken. Might be. Is it Gilder again? Gilder or. F- no, it's not Flanagan. It's not Flanagan. There's a. Th- the, yeah, I'm going with Gilda. She's been in everything, Gilda. She just hangs around. 45 degree angle. She's about 20 metres out from goal. Left foot kick goes across the face and through for a minor score. So after they were unable to get any sort of movement in the opening 12 minutes of the game, Hawthorne have looked dangerous towards the back end of this second term as Moorcroft's kick is smothered over the boundary line and out of play. 3-3-21 plays, one straight six, 16, uh, 17 and a half minutes into the second term here on RSN Carnival. Can't help but feel that when Macker went off the ground for about three or four minutes for Essendon, three or four minutes ago, they seemed to lose their strangled hold on affairs. Ball toss back in. It's a shallow throw in this time. One to the front by Barnden. Now Hawthorne trying to work the ball towards the line to open it up. But SM will clear up towards the wing. Luke in the front position couldn't take the mark for the Hawks. Papadopoulos doing the shepherding. Pereira threw it out. Umpire wave play on. Papadopoulos goes in to lay the tackle. And the umpire no choice but to call for it. 70 out from home. Hawthorne in attack. They've just wrestled back control in this term. And you see Mackerel in round one. She actually starred for the Bombers, I thought. She got 12 disposals and three tackles, which isn't the best stats. But I thought in terms of impact, she was one of the best on ground. She's certainly showing that again today. Neve sweeping across her defensive 50. Just kicked the ball into vacant space on the outer side. Hawthorne with numbers. Now they're under pressure. Good tackle there applied by Morecambe for Essendon. Ball still on the outer side. Kick smothered. Hicks chasing after it. Lost control of it. Morecambe arrives for some support to see the ball over the boundary line. Doesn't get there. Hawthorne still with numbers. Neves under pressure from Mackey. He's taken into the turf. Ball just bobbling Ooh, around half forward. Eventually, Hawthorne are able to get a scrubber kick inside, attacking Barnes 50. Again. Spins around hurriedly on the boot, straight down the throat of Warburton for Essendon in the back pocket on the outer side. Brings it across the face of goal. Mark taken here by Collier. Back pocket broadcast side. We'll chip it over the top. It's a risky kick. Moorcroft. Had Luke bearing down, was composed enough to get it, and the kick goes to DiMatteo, defensive side of the broadcast wing. DiMatteo goes on the right boot. It's a good kick up towards Hall, but over her head. Now Hawthorne a chance to repel. Barnden again. Seems like she's in everything. Just punts it up towards half or big hit on. That was uh, the good old-fashioned body spoil from Lauren Moorcroft. The umpire wasn't happy. Can the free kick. Goes up towards centre-half forward. It's a good ball. Great mark by Mackie there. Mackie at full stretch. Gets on the right. She's one who wears the socks up. We like to see that. Goes into the forward pocket. Essendon looked to clear. 
It's a good switch. Collier, oh, fumbled what she should have taken. Now she's under a bit of pressure. Oh, got the kick away in the nick of time. Out towards Mackerel. Punched away from her by Hutchins right on the halftime siren. And at halftime, it is Hawthorne 3-3-21 leading Essendon one straight six. You, f- you have to feel that the scoreboard doesn't, doesn't necessarily reflect the contest so far, but maybe the fitness factor and the experience for Hawthorne just getting on top at the end of that second term. So, Coxie, the goal kickers, and we'll go to our special comments for a wrap-up, and then we'll take a break. We will. Valerie Moreau had one, or well, is the only goal kicker for the Bombers in that first term. They didn't score in that second quarter, a tail of their season Hawthorne, their three goal kickers, Emma Mackey, Olivia Flanagan and Tamara Luke, all single goal kickers. It was a term dominated in the initial stages by Essendon, but once again has been the tail of their season. When they have momentum, they're unable to capitalise and they just look clunky inside attacking 50. That's what it is. I think, obviously, it must be when they get to the 50-metre line. They just panic. I mean, it's just a line on the ground. If they can think of it that way, they can obviously penetrate the ball much better. Because in the defence and in the middle of the ground, they're penetrating the ball pretty well. I mean, they've got nice long kicks and quick handballs, which are really good. But I think once you get in the forward 50, you just panic a little bit, which is what young sides tend to do. So it'll come in good stead, and hopefully they can get a bit better in the contest as it goes on. And Tash uh, Hawthorne absorbed the pressure in the first 12 minutes of that second term. But then when they finally got the ball in their play, when Essendon lapsed in their pressure, they were able to go forward and get some crucial scoring opportunities. Yeah, Essendon were all over them like in the first 10 minutes of the quarter and it was just good to see that they didn't let that like rattle them. But in the end, like they were able to capitalise with a goal. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Essendon come out in the second half to see if they come out all guns blazing like they did in the second quarter or go back into their shells. Hoping for the former there for, for the Bombers. They've shown positive signs. They just need to get something to click to, to build their, their confidence into the second half because those late scoring opportunities for Hawthorne would have put a dent in that confidence. Absolutely. I think they need a couple of their X-Factor players to stand up. That will really bring some excitement for the Bombers. I mean, you've got Moreau who's doing really well. If she can get a couple more goals on the board, that would be really good for them. And Heil as well. The two Canadians, if they can combine, that will be really good. Courtney Eagle's been a bit quiet for me so far. I think she's been one of their standout players throughout the season. But if she can get the ball running out of defence and really hold it up back there, because like I said, when Hawthorne went down there, it just was, it wasn't so much poor by the Essendon defenders. It was more disappointing to see that they just had that lapse in thinking in that point. So if they can just straighten up their game plan and stick with what they, the coach's message at the start of the game, then hopefully they can come back and, win, and get really close and hopefully win this game because it'd be good to see all VFLW teams have a win on the board at this stage of the season. Certainly would. Halftime here at Box Hill City Oval. 3-3-21 Hawthorne leading Essendon one straight six. You're on RSN Carnival. It is the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day. You're listening to Carnival on digital radio, live streaming around the world and on the RSN smartphone app. See the listening guide at rsn.net.au. It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. 
Talking Horses with Joe McKinnon. We're working our way towards the breeding season, talking about new sires and the old favourites as breeders look for the edge. Plus, our watch on the big results from the northern summer. And we'll keep an eye on the equestrian world. Talking Horses, Sunday from 7am on RSN 927. Presented by Darley's 2018 Stallion Roster. Now including four-time Group 1 winner Ribchester. Bring your dream to life at darley.com.au. Behind bathroom tiles, under vinyl floor covering and carpets. You might not know it, but homes built or renovated before 1987 may contain asbestos. In cement sheeting, corrugated roofing, almost anywhere. So if you're renovating or doing a bit of DIY and you don't know the dangers, you could be risking your own and your family's lives. Is it my turn, Dad? Are you playing renovation roulette? Find out at asbestosawareness.com.au Meet the Main Exchange Hotel, your World Cup venue. The biggest games on the big screens, including all Socceroos matches. And if you love your AFL, you're just five minutes walk from Etihad. The Main Exchange Hotel, corner Burke and Spencer Streets, City. Come and see the bigger, better Bayswater Jayco. Check the brilliant range of caravans and campers. New and pre-loved. There's finance to get you on the road. Repairs and service from the experts, including insurance work and an accessory shop with all the essentials, gadgets and extras. Bayswater Jayco really has got it all. All you have to think of is where to go. Bigger, better Bayswater Jayco. Canterbury Road, Bayswater. Get back to work. But I am working. What, you latest Instagram post? I'm lodging a free dial before you dig inquiry online. Visit double100.com.au to use this free service or call double one double zero during business hours. It's the heart of Craigie Bird, where you can play golf all day and dine seven days and nights. Where you can catch live music, have a punt at the tab, earn sporties reward points and watch every game of footy. Craigie Bird Sporting Club, where it's always by the people, for the people. This is Jason Bonington. A good horse sets you up for a Saturday at the races. The team rides in every Saturday morning from 10.30. We have got a very, very special guest this morning. We argue over form, talk with a few of the day's stars, and uncover the nuggets that could turn a profit on the punt. Lindsay Park runners over the line. They're probably their stable. I'm keenest on. Jason Bonington, Matt Welsh, and the tabs Nick Quinn rolling right up to the racing on a good horse. 10.30 Saturday mornings on RSN 927. The Socceroos, shooting for football's ultimate glory. Francis Leach is in Moscow, reporting live and exclusive for RSN 927's Breakfast Club. G'day, Francis Leach here, following the Socceroos, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with Half Whitey and the Breakfast Gang. It's the overnight wrap on all the big matches. And if you're hard to score against them, you're a chance to pick something up from the game. It's game on in the World Cup on RSN 97. Thanks to town, we love a bet. This is the BFL Women's Match of the Day. Halftime here at Box Hill City Oval. It is Hawthorne 3-3-21, Essendon 1 straight 6. A quarter where the momentum went the way of the Bombers early, but then it was all Hawthorne that managed to get one goal two towards the back end of that second quarter. A competitive game of football, and if I'm using it as a measuring stick compared to round one uh, when these two sides played, Essendon are in this game. They just need to get a couple of goals early in the third term. I think that's definitely what they need to do. I mean, that's how they probably want to start the game. But, yeah, a third third term is obviously on 
can be known as a premiership quarter in some in some instances. So if they can get a couple of early goals on the board and capitalise on that pressure that they've been applying really diligently, then they can certainly be in this game and hopefully cause an upset too. Yeah, but, I guess aside from Moreau, and Collie has been okay, but they, I, I think that's where actually putting Hetherington forward because um, she does kick the ball 55 metres. Um, it would certainly help their potency up forward, but it's what you sacrifice in defence. I mean, tomorrow, Lucas... Well, but, but I reckon you almost throw the baby out of the bathwater there and say, well, it's not as though Hetherington has really had any impact on Luke, who's probably been the best on the ground. Yeah, and Luke was pushing further up the ground in that he second qu- was. quarter, maybe out of necessity, considering the ball didn't go inside 50 early for, for the Hawks. But I think Moorcroft, Moorcroft was also moved on to her... Halfway yeah, they were through rotating that, through that, that yeah. second quarter. So, and uh, honestly, similar sorts of builds. Probably Luke's got a little more athleticism than what Moorcroft does. Yeah, she's Luke's very quick. But as you yeah. say, Dan, I'd, I'd be throwing Hetherington forward and opening up the Essendon forward line. It just seems too congested when they do go inside attacking fifty. It's almost like uh, the first game of Jade Barnett. If she played for Essendon, it would be perfect. Yes. That's, the, that's the person that they're, they're It's like they're the missing. old local footy. If you don't have enough players to switch to the other team, she could have been a fan of that. But that's what she, she and she's been very, very good. I mean, of of the first gamers um, who Patty Patty Hill, the coach of Hawthorne, talked about in the, the pre-game, all three have been very, very good for for Hawthorne, which I think it just shows that um, you know the quality at this level uh, is there. But when, when you come in and and you, you're part of the structure and and you can just play your own game, I guess it. it um, they, they seem to fit in really, really easily. And you've got to remember, too, Hawthorne are 12 months ahead of Essendon. Essendon yeah, are probably course. similar to where Hawthorne were, as they were known, Box Hill back in 2017. Similar sort of start to the season where they showed signs but really couldn't get anything going. They've obviously been able to have a good development program. They've worked their way into 2018 very well. And as you say, the three players that have been brought into the side are playing a role for Hawthorne, whereas you look on the other side of the equation for Essendon, their last six players probably aren't as strong as they need to be for the Bombers. Yeah, Warburton as well, she's come in for her first game. She's been a bit quiet um, in the back line. She's got a few handballs and kicks away, but she could definitely try and step up her game a bit. I think Randleman's been doing pretty well in the ruck. She could definitely shoulder some more ruck duties. If they are, if they do want to keep Hetherington on tomorrow, Luke. They're going to have to throw Simone, Simone Nelder up forward. She's going to have to be their second option. So if they are going to do that, they have to put Randleman in the ruck and trust her because she is doing pretty well for a 17-year-old, as we said earlier in the coverage. Yeah, I think what happened when they changed later, I think the reason I was uh, was was saying to throw the hand up in the ruck was because Hayley Bullis actually looked around. Yeah. Good on her. She's obviously a very smart player. She looked around and um, Randleman was sort of 30 metres off the contest. She said, oh, well, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, someone ran into her and she got the free That's kick. That's the beauty and of the putting your hand up rule, isn't it? You just have to just... If, I think I I was in a, umpiring a local game yesterday, and the guys just kind of looked at each other like, uh, "Our ruckman isn't here. He's on the bench. Who do we go?" And this little little kid went up in the ruck. So <laughs> it's what happens. You just have to nominate when the umpires ask you. So it is, it is like under twelve. Well, Haley Bull, she got the free kick out of that, and I reckon she'd be about four foot six. <laughs> good, good, good size for a ruckman. <laughs> Thin build too. So hey, she's won contest for one win. <laughs> Climb on top of the other ruckman. <laughs> Surprised you didn't try to ch- tackle in the ruck contest. I know. Uh, our uh, Producing man's been doing some celebrity spotting during the halftime breaks. Who've you got? Who, who have we got? Notice that Wayne Sigerman and Alicia Eva are at the ground watching potential talent. Of course, Eva's now up in New South Wales and uh, coaching up there with uh, alongside her GWS duties. 
and uh, Wayne Seekerman, of course, the coach of the Collingwood Football Club, who will be looking for a bit of talent come the 2019 AFLW season. Yeah, there's certainly not a shortage of talent in here, especially looking at all the under-18 players playing today. I mean, Alicia Eva coached most of them too, Warburton and Rendleman, and she did coach back in um, 2017, coached them to a premiership for the quarter cannons too, so she'd definitely be hoping to say hello after the game and see how they went. And a player that we won't be seeing in the AFLW, it's the first time we've seen her on the park since she made the announcement. Meg Hutchins has decided to retire from the national competition, will still be playing for Hawthorne in the VFLW and concentrating her efforts there, a surprise considering her dominance in the early stages of this VFLW season. Absolutely, she's been an absolute dominant force for Collingwood and she was such an experienced defender and she could also swing up forward as she's been doing this season for the for the Hawthorne Hawks. So she's the one person that can just turn a, turn a team around and I think just her body might have just been, my, her body might have just spoken over her heart and said, can't do this anymore she's been playing for god knows how long in this competition she's been an absolute pioneer of women's football too and she could definitely push up into a coaching role as well which I think would be great because she's got so much experience and expertise she's been around for a long time and I think she'd be great for those younger girls as well even though she is a veteran of she still women's looks 25 I, I know I can't she's believe. playing like she's my age but I can't <laughs> believe that she's actually the word retire and Hutchins are in the same sentence but, but also because you've got Geelong and North coming in this year mm. you've got four sides coming in the year after, clubs are looking for that experience. It's, it's, a, it's a weird decision to make. No, Even, no it's, you listen to. I mean, I think that's the big thing as well. Is that you, if you didn't get a crack at it, or, or you retire, like say a Lou Watton, for example, who it just happened to be at that stage of how it all happened very quickly that Lou wasn't going to get to play if the comp came in in twenty twenty, but yeah. um, but then it happened in twenty seventeen. So then she's come back to footy whether that was because of the AFLW or not but Meg obviously lucky and you know you had asked Meg three or four years ago she said I'm probably not going to get a chance to do this Um, so she's played obviously 17 and 18 and that's you've ticked that box I think like not not to say like you want to win one and and all those kinds of things but it it is the demands of it as well from a physical point of view and playing on the bigger grounds and I think I think something that isn't highlighted enough is the fact that they have to play in summer. Yep. The grounds are very with, hard. With two less oh, players. Yeah. With two less players. Like it's, oh, but I with mean, cricket pitches on there too. And, <laughs> Add that factor in. And I think you have to sort of, like, I mean, Meg would be, she'd be praying for a, you know, she'd be praying for a, a soft six most weeks. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> uh, especially with the hip issues she had. And I, I remember, Pete, we, we saw her out here, and, and I think, Coxie, you might have been here as well when she... Played in that final for the Eastern Devils here and shouldn't have played. No, um, but Should. to come back from that when I thought, oh, I thought, oh God, I thought, is this the it's end? Part, it's part. We all sat there that day saying the game's oh. passed. To well, she was obviously very injured uh, in hindsight, but I mean, she she's obviously bounced back team. from that. But the resilience to come back from that as well. Oh. I think she's one of those really players good. that were waiting for that AFLW competition to come. I mean, she knew probably a while ago, probably in that grand final, that her body had it. Like, she really had to stop playing. But she wanted to see this development grow. She knew the AFLW competition was on the horizon, and she wanted to try her best to get there. And she's 36 now, surprisingly. I mean, she doesn't look at it at all. But she's reached well, that age. And she's 36 and one of the best players for Hawthorne week crazy. in, week out. Yeah, and they start, her, they start her on the wing as well. I like that. Yeah. I, I remember and they were doing that at the Eastern Devils for a while, and she basically just said, yeah, I'm Richo. <laughs> like, not even, didn't even, didn't even hesitate. She's another one of the players wearing those strange coloured aqua boots. Uh, yeah, very questionable. 
The boot wearing these days. She's I been mean, in here for 16 years, and you reckon she'd pick a nicer colour of boots <laughs> considering yeah. that colour. She's, le- she's, she's clearly left the defensive uh, fraternity behind <laughs> with that, that number. <laughs> Daniel, they get us underway for the third term here at Box Hill City Oval. Watton won the tap and then tried to get the clearance also, but Essendon with the numbers. Lisa Williams starting in the middle for Essendon. That's a little bit of a change. I like it. Ball up towards half forward. Hawthorne looked to... Get the switch on and repel. Pepper Randall through the centre of the ground. Goes out very, very wide. It's a good kick. Flanagan up towards the wing. Gets the handball at the back. Hutchins wheeling and dealing up towards half forward. It's a good kick to Barnden. Oh, just bounced in front of her and she might have got one for her trouble. Going back to, to help out was, was Hetherington down there. No, in fact, it was Kirby Hicks who knocked it over the line right where the 50 joins the boundary line. Hawthorne in attack, right half forward. Opening minutes, third term. Hetherington's still in the defense, still in defense, so she hasn't made, haven't made the move just yet. The Bombers. All to be tossed back in. You feel if Hawthorne get the first goal or two, the game might be beyond Essendon. Oh, and having a crack at it here is Pepper Randall Ooh. pushed it to the right hand side. Minor score three four twenty two plays one straight six. Opening minute of the third term here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, the RSN Racing and Sport app. And also rsn.net.au. A reminder, we're back on air next week. We'll be up in Ballarat for the Geelong Western Bulldogs game. The kick back into play for Essendon was poor. Went straight down the throat of Kai's. And poor checking for the Bombers inside attacking 50 as resulted in a Hawthorne player taking an uncontested mark. Slight angle about 20 metres out. Come and it's on, Rebecca Coxie. Beeson. Oh, are you sure? Yep. Number eight for the Hawthorne Footy Club. I thought it was Crockett Grills. I wanted you to have your first go at that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, leaving that for you as, as the kick oh. is again pushed to the right-hand side for Beeson and a minor score. A couple of scoring opportunities early here for the Hawks. Surprising from Beeson that she missed that. I mean, she was she's pretty she's generally a pretty good kick down forward for GWS and she's won a rising star in her first year. So Four or five steps on the run-up might have been the issue there. Got to do the full run-up. The Ben the, Brown run-up? Yeah, well, not, the, not that full. That's the triple run-up. Now, Essendon take a mark at centre-half back. Or top of the goal square, really, here for Caruso. Lovely kick. They've looked really good when they moved the ball, Essendon. Heil. Just in little patches. Collier out wide. Mark's unopposed. Now takes off. Bumped as she kicked. Umpire not interested in paying something downfield. And it's knocked over the line out of play. Twin wing and a half forward. Hawthorne in attack. And again... This uh, Whitehorse Road or Maroon to Highway End seems to be the scoring and attacking end. It's a 17-point lead. What's this the area there, Dan? You've got a nice little petrol station there. We've got some shops there. There's what else a lovely big... <laughs> Is that There's the lo- quality of the game? We're talking about a service station on There's the other a... side of the ground. There's a lovely big tree on the <laughs> other side um, that, that it, people will know from watching uh, the VFL on, on TV, and it always the ball lands in there at some stage. <laughs> Oh, the Julia and Dan show's been rocketing we very well. Jingle, don't we, Dan? <laughs> here, round seven of the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Competition. Ball bobbling around, centre wing out of sight. Hawthorne with numbers. Work it by hand. Well Hutchins, the looping handball over the top. Searching for Pereira in the Ooh, middle. Oh, oh, very oh, nice. Coming across with the swat there was Kirby Hicks. Keeps the ball in front of herself. Handballs into a bit of space. Sat beautifully for Moreau. Has a free player half forward flank broadcast side. It's Nelda. Puts it towards the top of the goal square. Unkind bounce. Getting back there first is Van Dyke for the Hawks. Pushes the kick wide. Kai's chasing after it. Forward pocket out of side. 
Boundary line beats all comers and will throw it in. Good transition there for Essendon. They trail though. One straight six. Hawthorne three five twenty three. We've gone four minutes in the third term here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio. The Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day. It's like the opposite to the um, second quarter, I suppose. I mean, Essendon had all the ball in the second quarter. One transition down forward and it was a quick stoppage. And now it's the other way around. What in the body work? Won the tap quite easily and Hawthorne get the clearance, but. Only as far out there as Caruso, who's working in tight. And the tackle is laid on by Hawthorne. I think that might have been Lambert out there. McNamara, Sarah McNamara laying the tackle. Wasn't Crockett Grills? Wasn't Crockett Grills. (laughs) It's funny, actually. Lambert, McNamara always used to get them mixed up when they played for the Devils. And I'm sure Lambert probably doesn't play for for Hawthorne. (laughs) Lambert on the list. We all just kind of went silent. We were like, what's what's he saying? They both look the same. Same ponytail. There's a flashback from a bygone era. We all have the the same ponytail (laughs) as women. Hawthorne out the back. Same length, everything. Colour, the whole lot. Essendon, half forward. Pereira, working in tight. Got it out to Luke, who just bangs it out wide. The runner might be in danger here. Just turned at the right time to just get out off. the way of it. Hicks goes after it. She's been good in this term. Going through oh. Moorcroft. She <laughs> took a couple with her. Left a couple behind and threw it. And I said, holding the ball. And it'll be a free kick to Hawthorne. And it'll go the way of... Let me get it right. Sarah McNamara. Yes, well done. To Hutchins. Up towards half forward. Flanagan in front. Little soccer off the ground. Barndon's in there. Hacked forward here by Warburton. That's Molly. Now working it through is Emma Mackey. Hacked it forward. Inside attacking 50 now for the Hawks. Might have been Kai's in there trying to help out, lending a hand. Now the ball from Mackey up towards full forward. And Tamara Luke held on to, surely, umpire. Everyone stopped thinking it would be a free kick. Snap around the body is a quick one. Might have been Gilda, was it? Couldn't no, see from here. I think, was it Gilda? Yeah, no, it was... Olivia Flanagan just threw for the one behind and a quick restart for Essendon. Hetherington bombs the ball towards the halfback flank on the outer side. Ball off hands. Chasing after it here is McNamara for the Hawks. Gathers. Retreats backwards. This is risky for Hawthorne. Essendon with numbers. Jeez, they continue to push it back here. They've retreated to halfback. Good to safe hands. High ball back towards the centre wing on the outer side. They have a mark to the Hawks. That's 50. Oh, and play on. Yeah, not paid by the umpire. High ball in the Luke direction. Beeson was also there, unable to take the mark for Hawthorne. Nelda got it to Ballas, to Hetherington, who's taken into the turf by Kyes. Umpire calls play on. Ballas, quick kick around her body, chasing it towards the boundary line is Carroll. Has it. Wheels back inboard with the kick. Nelda in front of Mackey, got a hand on it. Mackey forced to play on. Hurried kick inside, attacking 50 for the Hawks. Ball off hands. Jess Trend is taken into the turf. Advantage is taken from Hawthorne, and they've pushed it to the right-hand side once again. 3-7-25 Hawthorne, one straight six Essendon, seven gone, third term here on RSN Carnival. They're peppering away at the goalposts, Hawthorne. They're just giving Essendon just that slight window of opportunity. 3-7, 3-7, their inaccuracy is starting to hurt them a bit. I mean, they've had all the scoring opportunities in this quarter, but they have to definitely capitalise if they want to do something about it. Could have put the game away by now. Yeah. The restart from Hetherington is a good one. It's out wide towards Mackerel. She couldn't come up with it. Hawthorne looked to handball defensively. It's turned over, though, here through Bullis for Essendon. And going in, Steph Carroll had it, lost it. 
Little handball out the back. Comes the way of David. Ball now inside, attacking 50 for Hawthorne. Working her way through there was Olivia Flanagan. Little handball out the back now to Carroll. Snap around the corner and deep into the forward pocket will be out of bounds on the full. And a free kick to Hetherington in the left back pocket. Hetherington's starting to get involved a bit more just because she really has to. I mean, the ball's just coming her way all the time in this third quarter. Chip kick over the top was looking for Mackerel. Her arms were chopped, according to the umpire. Mackerel has it. Says that the Hawthorne player's just creeching over the mark. The umpire doesn't want a bar of it. Mackerel goes very short to Hetherington. Get the tape measure out for that. Hetherington has it. Yeah, 15.1. I was <laughs> going to say 14.9, rounded up. <laughs> Hetherington. It's about 12.6. Reach, reach backwards. Collier has it in the defensive goal square. She elected to play on and got tackled as she got the kick away. Caruso. Hurry kick on the boot is out on the full. At least they tried this. Can we have a replay of that sound effect, Dan? That was great. They were just getting nervous. They were just nervous when they got the ball ball on the last line and they're about to bear down and they're like, just kick it. It kills you sometimes. You just wish you could get out out there. I can't yell out, just kick it, of course, for those of you at home. I'm just doing it in sounds. you, You could. Oh, Pete's no. not here. Then, then, <laughs> he's going to show back. He's going to storm back in in a moment if we do it. No, 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 we, leave, we leave that sort of garbage to the likes of Sam Newman, etc. The real buffoons. Love it. I'm only a medium-sized buffoon. <laughs> with a with a nice little thermos here, haven't you? Yeah, Got your tea. Exactly. See, I'm a uh, I'm a well-refined buffoon. <laughs> Work that out. Hicks goes towards the right back flank. Now a soccer off the ground came from. It might have been. Who was it? It was Kai's with a left boot. That would have been at home in the World Cup. Went straight out of bounds on the full. Boundary umpire's oh. been working overs there. Oh, there Couple it is from Cox. Now, that is 50 umpire, but Moorcroft just decides the handball. She was held onto after she marked it. And Essendon just working overtime at halfback. They can't get the ball outside their defensive 50. Umpire calls for it and will throw it up. Another one of those occasions where something really awkward happens and the umpires just sort of look at each other and let it go. Little ball around the corner came from Mackerel. She swum that one out of trouble. Now a handball is a goal, not a great one in the end. It looked good off off the hands there from, I think it might have been Moorcroft. In fact, it was Caruso. Ball towards the last line. Hetherington, now Moorcroft. She gathers. Oh, just shanks it out wide. Mackerel will go after it. Gathers. Tries to dodge and weave. Does well. Shrugged the tackle. Got on the left boot. Kick was smothered. Good pressure from the Hawks. Little handball comes from Beeson inside. And a kick forward by Luke. Numbers here are with Hawthorne. Waiting for it is Gilda. She goes towards centre-half. Ford Kyes couldn't take the mark. For the footy, Randall gives the handball back towards Kyes. Now Essendon, can they force it clear? They probably might just want to hold on to this one. Well, that has been dived on. He's going to go for it. That's it. Against Maliaris. Very, very unlucky. She did drag it in, though. Yeah, she did, but it was... You've got to have a look at the field. Who's got the ball there, Coxie? Yours, Coxie. (laughs) <laughs> Player with it. Yes, Crockett Grills. Yes. High ball inside. Oh, attacking fifty. Yeah, she came through hot. Lee Watton tried to get a hurried kick on the boot. Ricochets off. Ballless. There's a few down from that uh, marking contest at the top of the goal square. No doubt it's Emma Mackey because she's clearly got... She's mad. Kai's chips it. it. Back yes. inside attacking 50. And the mark is taken by Sarah McNamara. Wheels quickly centering ball. Luke flew. Couldn't bring it in. Crockett Grills is taken into the turf. And the umpire says nothing doing. I'll ball it up. It is Mackie in the 
She's yeah. struggling to get up as well. Oh, a lot of trainers have run to her. There's yeah. Lauren Moorcroft running with a fly to the ball. I mean, I'll just charge straight at it. God. <laughs> Courageous. It's dumb courage. It's what it is. She's okay, though. It's it like, that, like that sort of Nick Rewalt courage I'd kind oh, of describe it as. Such courage. Ball out of the pack now from Hawthorne. She's walking got, off now. She's got the hands on the, the back of the head trying to suck in the big ones. Ball towards the top of the goal. Oh. Good mark taken by Maliaris, who butters up for a very unfortunate holding the ball only a few minutes ago. And she kicks towards centre-half back. It's a good kick. And Moreau comes out and takes the mark. A long, long way from home. She, well, not the greatest Turns of kicks in the end. Trend waiting on the outside is tackled by Hutchins. A couple of former Eastern Devils players in that passage of play. Moreau got sandwiched. Kai's coming through and will be pinged for holding the footy at centre-half forward for Hawthorne centre-half back for Essendon Neves to take the free kick plays on, brings it to the broadcast side it was two on one in favour of Hawthorne Meg Hutchins takes the mark centre wing broadcast side Hutchins loads up, Moorcroft got a fist involved, into the hands of Williams, who puts it back towards the centre wing on the broadcast side that will be 50 there we go is that our first 50-meter penalty of the game? It's been it's been creeping in. I reckon yes. there's a There's build. been a couple of little chances where they should have been 50 meters, but this one's been that was a pretty obvious one I thought. And Di Matteo's got it now. And Another one? Oh, she has to go forward more. She wasn't aligned on the mark appropriately, so the ball will come back. That's that annoys me about footy. If you get a 50-meter penalty, you should just be allowed to kick it whenever you want to kick it. It's ridiculous. They do love to set the, uh, the players up on the mark, don't they, the umpires? And all the numbers flood back. I tell you what. She's Di- having a crack. Yeah, Di Matteo is very confident. Slight angle. Woman on the mark stands 45 metres out. It's a high kick, isn't it's it? It's offline. Going to fall short. Punched out of the hands of Nelda and through for a minor score. Essendon's first since the first quarter. 117 plays 3725. We've gone 14 minutes third term on RSN Carnival. And unfortunately they obviously don't score very much because the zone was very ragged <laughs> from the behind. <laughs> They're all looking at each other. They haven't set that zone up for a while. The ball out wide now for Hawthorne. That means they can get it clear very very easily. And it's worked into the centre of the ground. And I think that McNamara again for Hawthorne. She couldn't take the mark. Was it Lambert? No, definitely <laughs> McNamara. Now it comes clear, and a good mark probably should be paid here to Gilda, who's worked her way further up the ground. Oh, Hutchins is free. And goes in that direction, although Heil closing, Moorcroft also. Ball knocked to the deck, Heil, Hutchins' ex-teammates. That's a good old-fashioned bear hug. Heil then throws it out the back, umpire waves play on. Randall's in there trying to work it clear, and good tackle laid by Hicks. That is like being in a straight jacket from Kirby Hicks. It'll be a ball up. At centre half back for the Bombers. They trail by 18 points. 15 gone third term. They can sneak one here on the counter. Might be game on. As Watton was unopposed in the rack. Hurried kick forward. Bounces free. Luke over the back. Will have the Shepherd applied in her favour. She gives the quick handball off. Centering ball searching for Beeson. Came off hands. Hawthorne hurried snap on goal. Will fall in the goal square. Hetherington rushes it through. It was Can with the hurried kick off the boot for the Hawks. Another minor score, 3-8-26, plays 1-1-7. Oh, Moorcroft dropped an absolute sitter. Ugal there in support. She fumbled. Hutchins will see the ball over the boundary line and out of play. 
Great pressure there from Meek Hutchins. She stepped up a lot So in this last two minutes. In that contest in the centre square, she was fantastic. She knew she couldn't get a clear run at the contest, so she just brought it, brought it to ground and created that scoring opportunity for the Hawks. Now she's unopposed defensive side of the contest. That's never a good recipe. Free kick here to Essendon in the ruck. It was good positioning there from young Rendleman. Got herself in the front spot. Absolutely. Gives the handball out the back as well. Uh, to Mackerel, who takes a bounce and swims away out of trouble again. Towards halfback. Good mark. That was Warburton. Molly Warburton. She looks a likely type, Warburton. Wants to go quickly. Oh, not a great kick, though. Oh, get away with it. Just floated over the back. Land in the arms of Hardy, who has moved to centre-half forward and trying to play a little deeper for the Bombers to give them something in attack. Hawthorne now trying to switch the play from their back flank, and Hutchins takes a comfortable mark and just slows things down. Flanagan running onto the ground from the interchange bench will take the mark, has support. Ballis bearing down, trying to hold things up on the broadcast side. Crocker Grills sends the kick forward. Moorcroft, she dropped what she should have taken again. Hicks, her handball went astray. Crockett Grills coming through, dropped what she should have taken. Now under pressure was Can Pushed in the back. Uh, she was held, according to the umpire. So, Michalia Can spots up an open player at half forward. Taking the mark here, Rebecca Beeson. Mackey back on the ground for Hawthorne after that earlier collision was running past. She was ignored. Ball inside attacking 50. David off the contest. Got the handball across. Good tackle applied by Neves. Ended up stealing the footy. Then gets caught herself over the shoulder and will get a free kick. Neves in defensive 50 for the Bombers. A former St. Kilda Sharks player. I've liked her game. She's worked very hard in defence for the Bombers and she's she did, she did so in round one as well when these two teams last met. Out wide towards Nelda, who's outnumbered one on four. But the ball's one over the back. Williams will turn the handball over. Now Hawthorne on the rebound. Pereira crunched. And a chance here for McNamara. A little handball over the top. Wasn't a great one. Neves tries to hand it out the back. Lovely work there from Trent. Little tap on. But the turnover only as far as Papadopoulos for Hawthorne. Up towards left half forward. Bouncing footy. Leading the race out there is Warburton. Oh, could have been pushed in the back. Umpire wave play on. The Hawks try and... Work it into their forward pocket. Spinning out of a tackle there is Mackey. Little snap in boards, a good one. Umpire, will he pay the mark? Yep. He will. It looked like it might have been a bump ball, but the mark is paid. Beeson again. She's been everywhere. You can just see the fitness levels. The Beesons of the world, the Hutchins and these sorts of games. And <coughs> you say, what? They're 20 metres in the clear. But it's just the fitness factor. Beeson. Probably too far out to score. Kicks from 40. Runs a long way around, although she's got plenty of it. Near side, though. It was always narrow. So they move to 3-9-27, Hawthorne. Essendon 1-1-7. It's a 20-point lead to the Hawks. And for the last 65 seconds of this term, here's Matthew Cox. Six behinds in this quarter for Hawthorne. Would have been a nice percentage booster if they'd kicked it through the middle. Hutchins on the end of a chain of handballs at half forward. Will go inside attacking 50. It's a floating kick. Flanagan takes a beautiful mark on the chest. And she's backed herself here. There was a player waiting for her there just on the opposite side of her. But she's backed herself. She's turned straight around. She knows she's going to kick this. And she's gone back for a nice long run up this time, which is much better to see. Olivia Flanagan will be looking to become our first multiple goal kicker here at Box Hill City Oval. She, she's holding the ball quite odd. 
And yeah. went straight into Hicks. Neves at the top of the goal square. Had Mackerel in support. She's taken into the turf. Spilt the pill. Umpire calls play on. Yugle hurried kick away from the contest. Can chasing after it. Got bumped off the ball by Kearney. Ball bobbling around. Mackie to Kai's. A couple of the experienced players. They hit up Flanagan, Flanagan again. again. Take two. This time she's a little better for angle and a little closer to goal. Hopefully she doesn't just choke the ball. Kind of looked like she choked the ball in her last kick. So Siren sounds for three-quarter time. It was odd the way she was holding it the last run-up. She has certainly the, was. Uh, she has the beyond the perpendicular Brennan Favola high hand on the ball set up, which is not... It just doesn't look good. And she got too close to the player on the mark last time. She's doing it again. Kirby Hicks stands about 20 metres out from goal. The stutter from Flanagan. Short. It's better on the boot, but it's a up-and-under kick that actually bounces over the line and out of play. And... Bit of an anti-climax. It is. And weird <laughs> body language, too. Both sides very up and about after that quarter. Which is interesting considering there was only seven behind scored. 3-9-27 Hawthorne, Essendon 1-1-7. One, one, Our goal kickers to three-quarter time remain the same as what they were at halftime. Emma Mackey, Olivia Flanagan and Tamara Luke for Hawthorne. Valerie Moreau, the only goal kicker so far for the Bombers. Hawthorne could have put the game away. They could have been in firm control. The door is just to lift the jar at the moment for Essendon. But, geez, they've got to get on their bike early. They certainly have to. I mean, that was the same story at, at the start of every quarter, really. They have to just get on their bike and get a really good start. But it's looking a bit doom and gloom for them at the moment. I mean, that third quarter was really crucial for them to get a goal on the board. I mean, they did have a good scoring opportunity where they could have got one, but it just sailed through for a behind. Lucky for them, Hawthorne have been inaccurate as well, so that's probably saving them and keeping them in the contest. So if they want to keep applying that good pressure, they can do that, but they just need to get quick slingshot footy into their forward 50 and get the get the reward for it. Yeah, Hawthorne kept their structure well behind the ball in the third quarter. I think in the second quarter they lost a bit of shape and that's why Essendon really dominated. Uh, but, yeah, you can just... You can see the learnings of Essendon. You can see it ticking over in their minds and and also the motor factor. I mean, you, you definitely notice that that, uh, that Hawthorne are the fitter side uh, this stage of the game. It does, it does help when you're winning on the scoreboard. You tend to look like you're on top of the ground. But, uh, but Essendon, you know, it's five, six games in. Look, they get the first one. You never know. They might just get some belief out of it. And Tash, it's the execution that's letting the Bombers down. They didn't bring the pressure that they had in the first half in that third term, which allowed Hawthorne to capitalise. Fortunate for them, Hawthorne didn't get a major. Yeah, fortunately for the Bombers, um, Hawthorne couldn't score any goals in that quarter. So, yeah, just if Essendon lift a little bit in the last quarter, they could probably narrow the margin a little bit and probably have a yeah a better end to the game than they probably thought they would if Hawthorne kicked a bit straighter. Three quarter time here at Box Hill City Oval. It is Hawthorne with a 20 points advantage. You're on RSN at Carnival. It's the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day as the sun comes out at Box Hill. You're listening to Carnival on digital radio, live streaming around the world and on the RSN smartphone app. See the listening guide at rsn.net.au. The Socceroos, shooting for football's ultimate glory. 
Francis Leach is in Moscow, reporting live and exclusive for RSN 927's Breakfast Club. G'day, Francis Leach here. Following the Socceroos, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with Half, Whitey and the Breakfast Gang. It's the overnight wrap on all the big matches. And if you're hard to score against, then you're a chance to pick something up from the game. It's game on in the World Cup. On RSN 97. Thanks to town, we love a bet. One of them is where I shake my head to get my hair out of my eyes. There's another one where I sort of do like a little squeaking in my throat. Tourette's syndrome is a neurological disorder that affects thousands of Australians. It is characterised by involuntary movements and vocal noises called tics. We can't help it, and we're just like you in every other way. So visit Tourette.org.au. Come and see the bigger, better Bayswater Jayco. Check the brilliant range of caravans and campers. New and pre-loved. There's finance to get you on the road. Repairs and service from the experts, including insurance work and an accessory shop with all the essentials, gadgets and extras. Bayswater Jayco really has got it all. All you have to think of is where to go. Bigger, better Bayswater Jayco. Canterbury Road, Bayswater. RSN 927's Picnic Racing Season Wrap has been a wonderful year again with the picnic season. Clubs, I think, have found their rhythm. I think there's been a great camaraderie across the clubs. Andrew Hughes and Country Racing Victoria's Darren Galley talk with the clubs and the stars, including Premier Picnic Jockey Courtney Pace. How are you, Courtney? Good, Andrew. Thanks for having me. The Picnic Racing Season Wrap, now on podcast at rsn.net.au. There's about 50 body owners in it, you know, and replayed this Sunday morning from 6am on RSN 927. These cold mornings make it hard work getting everyone up and sorted for the day. So imagine if something had happened and you and the kids were suddenly homeless and out in the weather. It's hard to believe, but that's the reality for thousands of people just like us. Help the Salvos provide a hot meal and a safe place to stay, then the chance to start a new life. You can give hope where it's needed most. Please give to the Red Shield Appeal at salvos.org.au. This is Jason Bonington. A good horse sets you up for a Saturday at the races. The team rides in every Saturday morning from 10.30. We have got a very, very special guest this morning. We argue over form, talk with a few of the day's stars and uncover the nuggets that could turn a profit on the punt. Lindsay Park runners over the line. They're probably their stable. I'm keenest on. Jason Bonington, Matt Welsh and the Tabs Nick Quinn rolling right up to the racing on a good horse. 10.30 Saturday mornings on RSN 927. This is the BFL Women's Match of the Day. Three-quarter time here at Box Hill City Oval. It is Hawthorne 3-9-27 leading Essendon 1-1-7. Final term about to get underway here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, the RSN Racing and Sport app and rsn.net.au. Here's Dan Hill. So Watton goes up in the ruck and wins the tap nicely. Mackie into the middle of the ground. She gets it forward. Up towards centre half forward. And a little one hand kick out of there. Dropped onto the boot. I think that might have been Hutchins. Comes out the side of the pack now. Mackie up towards full forward. It's a one on one. Tamara Luke goes after it. She's tired legs out there now. It's a big ground out here at Box Hill. Moorcroft and Luke go after it. You can't help but feel the fatigue is going to set in in this game. And as a result, said fatigue leads to a free kick for Essendon for a sloppy push in the back. Ball comes wide to Eugle. I'll drop what she should have taken. And there'll be a throw-in on the centre wing. 
There's the sun. It looks quite nice out Lucky there. Lucky there's yeah. sunglasses in my bag. Right now I'm in a puffer jacket and I just knew the Melbourne weather would turn, so now I've got my sunny. So happy days. Good for me. Glorious <laughs> sunshine here at Box Hill City Oval as the ball's thrown back into play. The white numbers on the Hawthorne jump are not great when the sun's reflecting off them. As it's on the deck, Caruso fighting in for it. For and ball should be wrapped up here and is. We'll get a ball up. It's a tight start already, isn't it? I mean, I think both teams are just really tired in this last quarter. They have been running overs in this game, so... First move made. Hetherington starting forward in this final term for the Bombers. As Neves almost had it on half back. Was unable to take possession. Carroll bumped off the contest. McNamara gets the ball by hand to Kyes. High ball inside, attacking 50, looking for Luke. Brought it to ground. The dribbling Ooh. kick along the carpet from Gilder goes through for a minor score. Hawthorne moved to 3-10-28. Essendon 1-1-7. 13 scoring shots to two. She's mercurial, Gilder. She just pops up in all the right places. Kirby Hicks, another a fellow left footer, takes the restart. Now Lisa Williams around the corner, might have been touched off the boot. Umpire not interested. Tamara Luke takes the mark for Hawthorne. Left half forward. Oh, oh. She's, kicked, she's taking a divot and <laughs> turned it over straight back to Lisa Williams. A bit of kick Look, it's kick. the first bad thing she's done. We're allowed to give her a break for that, but jeez, who would have thought? It, it looked funny, didn't it? The way she just sort of shanked it. She's such a good kick of the footy. And it comes she's back got a to chance her. Again. And she's kicked it into the left forward pocket and it's over the line. And out of play. So a throw in 25 minutes around from Hawthorne's attacking goal. Left forward pocket. They lead by 21 points. It's 28 plays 7. We've played two and a half minutes final term. You're an RSN Carnival Digital Radio. We're back next Sunday afternoon up at Mars Stadium in Ballarat for Geelong and the Western Bulldogs. Cold up there, Coxie. Freezing. But luckily, we should have a commentary <laughs> box up there with a heater in it. Kai's. Kick around the corner, ball in the goal square, came off the shin of Neves and threw for a minor score. Mackerel starting at uh, full forward, been, and as you said, Hetherington as well. So they've been probably the two best players on the ground. So Essen obviously trying to win the game, which is good to see. It's a movie we've been wanting all game, really, from Hetherington. It was what we were expecting from Paddy Hill at the start. He said he was expecting her to play forward. So we'll see how she goes up there. Hopefully she can kick one for him. Ball towards left half back for Essendon from the restart. And just comes out of the pack there and chance for Hicks. Oh, kick smothered. Hawthorne applying that forward pressure that has really come to the fore for them in the second half. They have managed to keep the ball in their end as they couldn't do in the second term. And we throw up about 35 metres out from Hawthorne's goal. Watton won the tap. Only as far down there, I think it might have been Collier. Now, quick kick around the corner. Hawthorne towards the goal line, but Kirby Hicks marks. Gets onto that very trusty left peg and kicks the hole, but Yep, the commentator's curse is back because it's gone out of bounds on the full. And it'll be a free kick to Hawthorne, right forward pocket. Ball towards the top of the goal square. Oh, almost marked down there by, I think it might have been Nelda on the last line. But Essendon now work it clear. Right back pocket. Kai's pushing and shoving. Umpire says in the side, throw in. 25 around from Hawthorne's attacking goal, left forward pocket. Kaiser has been absolutely amazing this game. I mean, she's got a heap of touches. We haven't talked about her that much, but she's been doing really well, considering she hasn't played, I think, for about a week or two, I'm thinking. So she's playing pretty well. She's, a, she's an out-and-out star. Of course, ex Knox. Yep. She was um, one of those players that came up from Division One a few years ago. I think she just played her 250th this year, was it, or 200th? 
for Haw- for Hawthorne. I will have to follow that up. But she did have reach a milestone I not think long Lou ago. Lou two fifty. I reckon Kai's two hundred. Yeah, I think yeah might be might be right as Hawthorne are inside. Lou Watton for those of you at home attacking fifty. Two fiftieth, Melissa Kai's. Was it? They were both two fifty. Yeah, in round three she achieved that milestone. So good for her. She's on the Collingwood AFLW list as we know as well. Hawthorne win the free kick. And it is Emerson Woods that will line up on a slight angle about 25 metres out from goal. She's the 23rd player for Hawthorne. Eastern Rangers co-captain. Usually a pretty good kick for goal, so hopefully she can slot this one through. Got a good-looking style, Coxie. Yep, she does. Oh, I love it. Beautiful drop punt. Goal umpire did not move. And And look at them get around her. First major since the half-time break is scored by the 23rd player for Hawthorne, Emerson Woods. Good reward for effort there as Hawthorne moved to 4-11-35, Essendon 1-1-7. And if the game wasn't beyond doubt, it is now. I'll tell you what, Julia, you, you can definitely tell the ones that have been doing Oz kicks since they were six. Yeah, she's definitely one that can play in any position. Usually she plays in the midfield, she's balanced, she could play inside or out, but she's she was a Vic Metro rep obviously last week and an All-Australian last year. So she's definitely got a few accolades under her belt already at such a young age. She's got that beautiful high... Left hand release on the ball onto the right foot. Very, very textbook. Very, very textbook. Now, five in the square for Hawthorne. We don't see that too often in footy these days. It's a free kick to the Bombers out of the centre. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if, if there was uh, a statement to say Hutchins has got it on a string, she just knocked it into someone else and got it back. Now the ball towards full forward for Essendon, who get it from the clearance. Pereira, little handball to Papadopoulos. They release out wide through Ebb who goes very short, and it's very tidy in the end, and running onto it out there is Emerson Woods, round the outer side, not a great kick, and it's turned over, and there's a Hetherington out there, perhaps, gathers, kicks it up towards left half forward, for the Bombers, looking to get a bit of fluency in attack, and the umpire now will surely call for it. Left half forward to be thrown up, 70 out from goal, Essendon in attack for the first time in this term be Lou Watton up against Nelda in the ruck. Ball to the deck. Mackey over the top of it. Shovels it out. Moreau on the end of it. High up and under kick inside attacking oh, 50. Yugle oh, and Mackerel spoils each other. Hawthorne able to rebound off half back. Beeson up and under kick. It was dangerous. Ball brought to ground. Out the back. Here's Woods. Been in the play last minute or so for Hawthorne. Moorcroft on the centre wing out of side. Chips a kick very short to Trander. Handball back to Moreau. Missed the target. Moreau doubles back. Does not lose a one-on-one, Moreau. And we'll get a free kick here for a late dump. Yep. She's, got out. She's only small. <laughs> She's got She's absolutely She's very driven. stocky, isn't she? But she yeah. definitely has, looks like a little soccer player out She's there. She's one of those, the number doesn't quite fit on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly adjusted. Her kick forward not the greatest in the end and the mark is taken by the Hawthorne skipper in Emma Mackey. How the hell she's still out there is beyond me and the socks are still up. True footballer. Absolutely. Another one with the socks up, Chelsea Randall of Adelaide. So definitely two true footballers there. That just comes to my mind right now. Ball out wide here for Hawthorne. Tamara Luke might have been tunnelled. In fact, was that Hutchins out there? No, it was Tamara Luke and she's sore. She's very sore. And might have been tunnelled, was not might have been, probably was. Ball up towards half forward in the meantime for Essendon. Working overtime in there is Maliaris, who I've liked her game up forward. She's done well even there, just applying the pressure to force it out of bounds on the full. And it'll be a free kick to 
Bullis, left half forward. Or is it Williams out there? I think it's Williams. Who's going to take it? Bullis shovels it to Williams. The umpire says, yeah, yours, Lisa. Lisa takes off, touches it on the ground, and then kicks a short, not a great ball, up towards half forward. Pack forms. And it'll be a freak. Oh, no, a throw the umpire's picked out. And it'll be going the way of Rebecca Beeson for the Hawks at right half back. She's having a solid game, isn't she, Beeson? She's been involved in everything. She's everywhere. Wearing the number eight for Hawthorne. High ball. Back towards that outer wing. Lou Watton takes a strong grab. Wanted to come inboard with the kick and works out okay. Mark Takem. It's Emerson Woods again. Yeah, she's been in the thick of everything. Goes long with the kick to Carroll at centre half forward. Oh, there's a free player at the top of the goal square. There's two free players. Michaela Can. They divvy it up between each other. Can gets the goal. The the the, day, the debutant tries to give it off, and then the senior player says, "No, we have no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, look at him go! The two Eastern Rangers duo—they just killing it right now. They're having so much of the ball, especially Cairns had it for the most of the game and Emerson Woods is popping up just in these last two minutes. So, great to see a couple of Eastern Rangers get on the board. It's a classic though, isn't it? Emerson Woods, she's had a hand on things. She's laid a tackle here, but finally actually then you go, oh, I've got the ball in my hands. Yeah. This is, I can do this. <laughs> it's all starting to click. Ball up and down in the centre of the ground. Essendon again a clearance. They've been really good from the centre breaks in recent times, but again they the propel the Hawks. players behind the ball. Papadopoulos gets it up towards half forward and now Hawthorne deep into attack through the legs there of Luke and Moorcroft clears away towards Collier who's one on four and immediately under siege oh Hutchins couldn't quite pick it up might have been contact below the knees against Essendon Hutchins luckily kept her legs out of the way and there's a player down for Hawthorne little handball around the corner came from Gilda we'll get back to that in a moment the fatigue in this game is well and truly setting in. Good work on the deck there from Tash Hardy, trying to switch it out wide. Oh, and that will be holding the ball against Demateo, who went down to try and ham- try and help out. It was but Beeson that was down behind play, but she's got back up and back in the contest. She's a bit groggy, but she's doing all right. Now, I never like to say this because I played in the ruck and in defence, but don't handball to ruck women. <laughs> They'll handball to Watton, and she's ping for holding the ball. Essendon now... Trying to work the ball through the middle of the ground. Might have got one high or legged, says the umpire. Be a free kick to Essendon backside of the square. Just trend with the ball in her hands. Good kick. A f- free player over the top on the outer side. Essendon with a bit of movement. Hetherington half forward flank. Looks to go long inside attacking 50. Ball off hands. Collier fall of the ball. Kicks it around her body. Bouncing ball towards the goal square. Offline though and it rolls over the boundary line and out of play. We will throw it in forward pocket. Out of side for the Bombers. They're 1-1-7. Hawthorne, 5-11-41. Ticking over 12 minutes in the final term here on RSN Carnival. As it's thrown back into play. Kearney won the tap down. Lou Watton kept it in front of herself. Hurry kick off the boot. Hardy chasing after it. Did well, Hardy. Yeah, she did. She's oh, but she dragged it in. Trapped it in. Ball spills out the back of the pack. Oh, Kearney came through there. Caught one. Player worse for wear. Eugle did get one high. I think that might have been uh, Beeson again that was the victim of the... She's in the wars in the last two minutes, Beeson. We pumped up a game. She's been whacked about three times. So Eugle has the ball. Not a big kick of the footy. In the Hawthorne players, you can see they can tell that. 
Williams floating here on the outside. Now calls for it. I think Eugle's... Well, she's bombed it. Yeah, she's going Very for it. Nice. High ball going to land in the goal square. Ball off hands. And dribbles through for a minor score. one two eight Essendon. Hawthorne, 5-11-41. Almost 13 gone in the final term. How's the zone going to be here, Julia? Better than the last time? Oh, it's still looking a bit, bit scrappy, bit but ragged. they're chasing. They're chasing. That's that's the positive. Hutchins left half back goes very, very wide and very long, leading the race. Barnden, she's been very good today for her first game and lovely hands. Always manages to get the handball free, and in the grass now is decent. Oh, the ball does dribble out the back. Now the umpire will call for it. I must say as well, the crowd here is really rolling up now. Obviously, the men's game to come afterwards, straight after the VFLW game. But, yeah, there's heaps of people around the pavilion here just enjoying a cracking game. Good five or 600 in now, you would think. Bit of Peter Holden mayonnaise on that one. <laughs> Collier, out of the congestion, up towards half forward. Hetherington on hands and knees, couldn't take the mark. Oh, and then the turnover, only as far as Papadopoulos for Hawthorne. She kicks across the ground into vacant pastures out there. And... Running onto it is Gilda. She'll want to get back onto her trusty left and does. Very classy work up towards centre-half forward and coming out on the lead to take a nice mark. I think that might have been Michaela Can again. It was, yep. And a, not a great kick out wide, although Hawthorne do have the numbers. Turned over, they Moreau back to help out. Essendon clear out wide and Papadopoulos takes the saving mark. Papadopoulos, good kick. Switches to Hutchins. He's always in the right spot, Hutchins. Good game awareness as you Why is she retiring? What is with that? (laughs) I can't answer that question. (laughs) I don't know why. Stupid decision. Got to bring her in and ask her. Stupid. Why don't we tell that to her face and see how she responds to it? It's my decision. Get get away from it. I wouldn't be brave enough to do that. I wouldn't be either. Ball back pocket. Essendon win the free kick. You can suggest it in a sort of way of saying, you know, Meg, you're a star, what the bloody hell are you doing? <laughs> Goes along the boundary line, Miliaris will take the mark. It's been good. It's been very good in this sort of quarter and a half. Yes, former Caulfield player. Chips it over the top to the skipper in Lisa Williams. Come on, Lisa, Quite hit a target. Quietish game from the captain. Your first name in Lisa a lot. Oh, <laughs> high ball towards the Rendleman direction. Was They're in here, take the mark. They're in. Taking it here, though, is Collier. Wheels around. High ball inside, attacking 50. Both Kearney and Hetherington flew. No one was at the fall of the ball for the Bombers. Hawthorne just work it very easily. And again in open space is Meg Hutchins. Tired legs out there. And Meg on top of the ground, as always. Switch, lovely kick. McNamara. She's another one who's on top of the ground, wearing the headband. Goes with the right peg. Oh, chopped off Barnden. Couldn't take the mark. Now a chance for Collier. Loaded it up towards full forward. Hetherington, the crumb. Oh, she was casting the role of crummer. That hasn't happened too often in her career. Barnden on hands and knees. Got the handball up to Kai's Left foot didn't go very far. Beeson in the grasp under pressure. And the umpire will surely call for it and does. Essendon, they've been worth their salt this afternoon. There's four minutes to go and they're still keeping on in the contest. They trail by 33 points. We've got... Four minutes remaining. I've really liked the pressure from the Bombers today. Been intense with their tackling as Hutchins, a high clearing kick, goes straight down the throat of Caruso on the centre wing broadcast side. Goes inboard with the kick, hits up Jess Trend. Trend, oh, 
Just fell at the shins there of Mackerel, who was under immediate pressure. It's stolen away by Emerson Woods. High ball to centre-half forward. Oh, Essendon need to talk. They had acres of space there, and they spoiled each other. Ball at centre-half forward for Hawthorne. Ball just paddled around. Williams now comes in for support. Kai's dives over the top of the footy. The umpire says, we're going nowhere, and I will ball it up. Plenty I think Warburton was one of those players involved in that collision. There was a bit of friendly fire there, just not talking, not chatting. They just need to learn to say, it's my ball, and then just pat off the contest. Ball smothered. Essendon now work at four to the pack. They were squashed in there like sardines, and you can't help but feel Mackerel was the odd one out. She went up towards half forward. Couldn't quite get it towards Hetherington, who's now claiming a free kick. Mackerel goes back through and says, no, no advantage, umpire. No. Oh. And now we'll get, oh, no. She put her hand up to say, I don't want to take the advantage, Mackerel. And then she gets pinged for holding the ball. Tough. That is tough. That's a good old-fashioned rookie call, that one. Now Hawthorne will look to reload from half-back, out wide. Barnden again on hands and knees. Seems to be going to the ground a lot late in this one. She's very tired. She's been in everything for her first game. Out wide, Collier. Williams, little handball back in board. Ugal now under pressure. Could have got one in the back from Kyes. Dives on it. Kick up towards half forward. Should have been one after the play from for Bullis. And Moreau comes through. She's Pereira holding it. Pereira gets her straight away. She's been good today, Chantella Pereira. Without Former probably, basketballer. Without copping too many mentions. Just does all the right things deep in defence. Little handball at the back to Van Dyke, who switches the play. Oh, fumbled it full back. Can they get it through here, Essendon? Could have been holding the ball. Umpire waving play on. Is it Hicks in there? Now, a little snap around the corner comes from... Trend. Jess Trend. Gets it. Bounces, dribbles, and it's through. Yes. They deserve that goal, Essendon. They For really all their do. effort, they deserve that one. They move to... Are they 2-4 now? 2-2. Uh, 2-2. They move to 2-2-14. And they play Hawthorne 5 11 41. You can't help but feel they deserve that one. Absolutely. Their pressure's been fantastic this game. I mean, it's probably the best I've seen from them all season, just despite not getting on the scoreboard. But they've been able to keep um, Hawthorne just to the five goals today, which is fantastic. They're putting pressure on the kicks, and they definitely deserve that goal. Jess Trends on a usual goal kicker, but good to see her get, her get one on the board. Ball back in the middle. Bullis and Williams and Rendleman applying the, the tackle there. Good endeavour. From the young ruck woman. Ball just bouncing around. Oh, someone's caught one in there. Yep. Someone playing for Nessie has caught one yep. in the face. R- Rendleman. It's always, it's always good for your trouble, isn't it? The last Welcome minute. to the VFLW. <laughs> <laughs> the last minute, just right in the chops. And yeah. then, now she's got to get up and go up against Lou Watton, which is a task in itself. Williams went without it. Watton just keeping it in front of herself. Has support in Carroll, who's taken into the turf. Kyle applying the tackle now and we'll get another ball up still inside the centre circle. Under 20 seconds left on the clock in the final term here at Box Hill City Oval. Oh. Hawthorne. Who, who paid who? Who held who? Yeah, Rennellman <laughs> made the contact and then... Oh, she's lining up to go the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's well, not, a, not a bad idea if you can just sneak a play on. As the siren will sound, Rennellman takes the final kick of the game. It's a good victory in the end to Hawthorne. They... Wasted some opportunities in that third quarter, but luckily for them, they didn't have Essendon bearing down. 5-11-41, Hawthorne defeating Essendon 2-2-14. Good contested game for the Bombers, but 
just as it has been in recent weeks when they dominated a term, they were unable to capitalise on the scoreboard. Yeah, it's the same old story for the Bombers, but you can definitely see positive signs out of it. I mean, the tackling pressure was fantastic. It wasn't all up to Bullis this game, which was fantastic to see too. The pressure around the ground was really good. And as I was saying earlier on in the coverage too, I think their kicking around in the centre square and in defence was really good. They were able to just control the footy and just not rush away as they would have liked to. I mean, you know, as they would. But in the forward 50, that's where they struggle. They need to just calm down, go back and find an option. Lower their eyes. Now we'll get the goal kickers and then we'll go to Tash to see what she's taking from the game. Yep. Uh, Emma Ma- all single goal kickers uh, today. Emma Mackey, Olivia Flanagan, Tamara Luke, Michaelia Can, and Emerson Woods, the goal kickers for Hawthorne, whilst for the Bombers, Jess Trend with that last goal for them and Valerie Moreau with that uh, beauty directly in front about 40 metres out from goal in the opening term of the game. We... Uh, standing by, hopefully we'll be able to get Peter Holden, who's heading down to the Hawthorne rooms. Uh, so prior to that, uh, Tash, what were your thoughts on the game and another good victory for the Hawks? Yeah, Bombers threw everything at the Hawks, but yeah, just their last kick inside their 50 was letting them down, and they just pressed a lot on their forward, but they just couldn't get capitalised with a goal on the scoreboard. Just yeah, felt that second quarter, wasn't it? They, if they had have been able to get a goal, you just you can't help but feel what the game might have been. Yeah, yeah, they had a lot of um, the ball in the second quarter. Yeah, a lot of positives for them to come out of the game. And also with Hawthorne, Michaela Can I think, was a shining light for them in her first match. And, yeah, just her first goal, she was just so relieved to get away with that one because prior to that she had two misses and she almost threw her mouth guard out. <laughs> she did in disgust during that uh, second term, I think, that... Uh that was. Uh, but yeah, good performance from her and also good from Emerson Wood who, who really stood up in that final term for the Hawks. Yeah, Emerson Woods is a fantastic player. I mean, they're getting all the photos now, the Hawks, all the Eastern Rangers contingent there just in front of us getting a photo. But yeah, she was fantastic. I couldn't fault her game. I mean, she really got involved as each quarter went on. She improved her game and she got more into it. But yeah, she's just following up from that good form. I mean, she's one of those um, really valuable midfield forward players that can work up the ground or work back Really good stuff from her. And Essendon were in the middle there, very tight huddle. I think it was Natasha Hardy that was in the middle of Yeah, vice-captain. Yeah, yeah, just... Um, what would you say after a loss like that? Young, oh, d- young developing group that had opportunities. Mm. Is it born out of frustration, a spiel like that? No, no, I think you're just saying that, you know, we stuck at it, we got a late one, we deserved it. Um you know, if you keep that pressure up, as as Tash said, rightly so, they just lacked that that last finish. That was all it was. Um, they tried late in vain to put Hetherington forward with Mackerel as well, who was the best player on the ground um, for Essendon. So it was. It's just you can't have them in two places at once. That's that's where they're at. Yeah. Um, but geez, they tried hard to the final sign. I mean, that that's you can say that in any sense but and but in this sense it is absolutely true where they if anything finished the game uh, on top of Hawthorne for the last two, three, four minutes when Hawthorne really stopped I mean they gave away that goal switching the ball it was lazy they looked tired uh, I know it's you know the height of June it's the darkest day of the year everyone's yeah. sort of um, <laughs> we did have a they, bit of sun <laughs> a bit of sun even their last zone they, they set up okay better than they had previously so they stuck to the task I think that would be the the Julie, message. you yep. also saw the round one game between Essendon and Hawthorne, and yep. I think if you're comparing that, Essendon were in the game for a lot longer than what they were in that round one clash. It was really Absolutely. only a, a phase towards 
or in the middle part of the, the second term and maybe the early part of the third term where that pressure and intensity dropped away. Beyond that, they they really stuck in and held into the game, which I think is definitely a, a positive side if you're looking for that week-on-week development. Yeah, last time it was tw- the score was 21 to 60, so it's obviously a huge improvement in this game. I mean, it was 41 to 14, so margins smaller, and the pressure, like we said in this game, was much more better than it was in round one. And this is on this is away from their home ground too, so it's credit to them to adapt to this bigger side over. I mean, it is pretty big compared to Windy Hill as well. So they did really they did really well on this day. I can't really fault them too much. Just that inside fifty that'll that'll come with more experience, as we said for Hawthorne. There's a lot of experienced players. You've got Lou Warren, Meg Hutchins, Mel Kyes as well. There's so many top players in there that really know how to steer the ship. It's just for Essendon, they just don't have that final finesse yet. And don't forget Hawthorne. We're today missing McWilliams. Yep. Perkins. So there's a couple of key handy inclusions that may straighten them up. You can't help but feel that if Perk plays, they probably don't kick. Was it six eight or six nine or yeah, whatever it was uh, in the end? Five eleven. Five eleven. You can't. It's nowhere near that. Anyway. Yeah. Well, inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, it Perk. was inaccurate. Yeah. Perk's probably the best men's, women's footy. Either or, she's probably the best kick for goal percentage wise. Yeah. Going around. She kicks it about 65-70%. All Australian in her first year of AFLW as well. So really impressive from her. And of course we know her story. She shed 40 kilos in the lead up to the draft. And she's just continuing to build her fitness as well. So fantastic to see from her. Hopefully she gets into the side next week. So it doesn't matter about the, the, the kilo. She can still launch in 55. Absolutely. No about that. Can she? Well, I'll never forget the day of seeing her launch a barrel at Mulgrave Reserve from the middle. And it Post almost line. went through. <laughs> that is something. Girls that can't is, kick, apparently. That, they can. That is a... We love it. That is a sight to see. Unfortunately, we won't be going back to Mulgrave Reserve. It was a nice little Raised ground. up in the pregame. Yep. It was a love of this. There is still a suburban nature to the, the VFLW, which what? I think is the VFL. will always keep them going nice and strong. Which it was nice going back to Henry Turner Memorial Reserve last week, mm. home of the VU Western Spurs. Bulldogs playing a home game. They'll play another one against Essendon in a couple of weeks down That'll there. be a good one too, I reckon. I mean, we talk about the Bulldogs having some good form as well, but if you if they you never know, they set up their AFLW players that round, then Essendon are in with a chance too. So I think there's definitely a win on the way for the Bombers, especially when they verse the Seagulls when that comes in time. So that'd be a good match to watch as well. So definitely some hope there for the Bombers at the end of this game. Hoping that we may be able to get the Hawthorne song, although I'm not entirely confident. There's a lot of brickwork in between us and, uh, and Peter Holden and at this point. And bitumen and concrete and, <laughs> and trees and light Service towers. stations. <laughs> and a lot of aluminium cans. There's plenty in the Essendon are here today. The bar sales will be up. And, and there is a thermos in the way of our transmitting devices too. Two cards too. and drafts and a thermos. You've done very well for today, Dan Hill. Very sponsors, good game by you. sponsors are in. <laughs> they want to get on board. You've got a phone number, Cox? <laughs> no, no hang on, where's Pete's number? It's been fantastic to be back on RSN Digital and uh, coming through crystal clear, of course, on your digital radio. And can it be, can it be said today... Coxie, that uh, the VFLW alive and well. Hawthorne, they'll fancy themselves to to probably go on with it and, and put themselves in the finals and, and go deep. And there's a few other sides, like you said, coming up. The, the games for coverage up to Ballarat next week. Up to Ballarat, and that should be an absolute belter. Geelong uh, undefeated, apart mm. from the draw. Top um, of the table. Yep. and With about 180%. Something like that. Due yeah. for a bit of a... I know, Just obviously, a, with the draw, but due for a... A bit of a test. Reality check, maybe. Correct. Um, and coming off the bye, too, Geelong. They didn't play this week off the top of my head. No. So uh, It's hard to line up with all the buys, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's, yeah, very it's like definitely gone over a long time. I mean, we just want to see a full round. <laughs> well, no, when we, in the AFL, when, and there's teams that have played 
for uh, one less than the other, it's irritating enough. But in the in the VFL and the, the VFLW, it's constant. Sometimes there's teams that have played two more than other teams. Just got to get used to that concept. Well, and it will be interesting because Geelong have had the stop start. They played uh, last week against Darabin down at Cadinia Park. Yep. They had the week off before that. Everyone had the week off because of Queen's birthday. So a bit started approach coming into next week's match. Whereas Western Bulldogs, I think, are starting to garner a bit of momentum now. They've won the game convincingly against the Seagulls, a match that we thought going into it might have been even. They had a good victory yesterday against Casey Demons. Yes, it was close, but they needed to beat them. Sets up for a beauty next Sunday afternoon up at Mars Stadium. Absolutely. I mean, Geelong are undefeated at the top of the table, like we were saying, but Western Bulldogs gaining that momentum. They're, bringing, they're slowly bringing through their AFLW players. They haven't the thing probably with the difference between them and NT Thunder, they're both probably the same capacity of size. They just didn't bring in all their players at once. I think if AFL Victoria said that to Western Bulldogs, different story. And that comes from winning a premiership too. I know it's only one more game. Yeah. But it's a... It's a there's yeah. a lot of effort that goes into it. And that day was horror conditions as well. We couldn't remember that too. And a lot of the other sides, you know, the Cartons of the world were... I know they were still probably playing their top five or six, but they'd probably leave out the middle five or six to try a few. So maybe, you know, everyone hadn't played as many games, whereas the Bulldogs, apart from Katie Brennan, who had a, an unfortunate week off, which, of course, was very famous or infamous at the time, <laughs> um, it, most of them played all eight games. So it's yeah. pretty pretty taxing when you're... Especially when you're travelling the country. I mean, we... Country, we, heat, we, 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 summer. <laughs> and we take into... I mean, that's poor Melbourne Uni off to Bendigo and then following Hamilton. it up. Hamilton. Backing think, up with Hamilton. Yeah. I think the week before they played in Geelong, didn't they? So a lot of bus Melbourne trips Uni? going yeah, on. So they've, yeah. they've done a... Oh, no, they were at home, actually, yeah. Melbourne Uni were at their home ground. Yep. So still a lot of travelling for two weeks, though, definitely. It's, it's, it's uh, racking up the miles. Just back on Hawthorne, though, we, we talked there about your likes of the Western Bulldogs that have got players that are coming into the side now. You look at Carlton, which don't have as many as how they started the season with um, Collingwood, seem to have a consistent number of players yep. from their AFLW program. You come to Hawthorne and considering they've got that year under their belt in the system, remember apart from really Melbourne Uni, Darabin, uh, Hawthorne and Geelong, all the rest of the teams are very new even though they have got strong contingents of AFLW experience within them. Hawthorne, when they are rotating players, so they missed today McWill- uh, Phoebe McWilliams yep. and Sarah, Sarah Perkins, Perkins yep. two uh, talented AFLW players, the players that they bring into the side are capable of not only playing their role but having an impact as we saw from Cairns, Woods, two, two of the young guns coming through from Hawthorne. There's, there's that consistency level whereas Essendon who don't have that um, significant development history behind yep. them at this point aren't able to, to fill those roles the way that they need to. And they'll definitely get that in time. I mean, right now, in this, I know in the local league, in the EDFL, the stocks are good. I mean, you, you talked about Pasco Vale Footy Club earlier in, this, in the coverage, and they've been building a footy factory for years. I mean, they have girls from under nines up to senior women, and that's the case of most of the clubs in the Essendon region as well. I know Carla Rendon's from Aberfeldy, and they're another club that has a foundation of youth girls running through as well. So the, it's definitely there for Essendon. It'll just take time to get those players to develop right, because... As you can see, with a full pathway of footy ahead, and you look at Madison Presparkus as well, a prime example. She's been playing footy since she was little too, and now look at her. She was best on ground yesterday for Melbourne Union. She'll continue to go in, um, grow in leaps and bounds. So prime example of how, develop, how important development is and how important a full 
tenure of footy is into your career? It's very similar, um, harking back to sort of 25 years ago with women's basketball when um, most most girls only started to start playing at 14 or 15 yep. and, and no one really had a jump shot. You know, they have the place and shoot shot sort yeah. of from the uh, from the the knees almost, um, just out of the out of that style. And then once you get your WNBAs and your WNBLs, becomes a national competition then the next generation everyone can kick properly everyone can tackle everyone can handle both sides and you can see like even with um i think it was was emerson woods having a shot for goal i think it might have been um just tidy yep really tidy i mean and, and it's actually quite interesting where you look at some of the 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 under 18 males coming into the game now and they can't kick on their opposite side and you've got these girls who are 18 that can kick on both sides and handball on both sides it's a it's a throwback to 20 years ago but it's a very very welcome throwback um, in terms of having that that skill and sticking with it because you know some of the girls even if they do play up to 14 once upon a time they're only starting at 10 or 12 um, and then you finish at 14 and then you might come back to senior footy at, at sort of 20, 21 when you're yeah. big enough you got that six, seven, eight year gap now. And that was the case for most of them, really. They Chloe, just, Chloe yeah. Malloy, absolutely. Chloe Malloy, yeah. That's full development path. That'd be great. But so, so that's that now. Like you said, it's such a twenty-five years ago thing with mm. with women's basketball. Where now they just they come into the league and they've got all the tricks. Um, we see them come out here, and you can tell who the who the the Oz kickers from six or yeah, seven are. Yeah, you actually can, and for and, sure. and it's fantastic. And and that that's where if I'm a, a current. AFLW player, not not to say you know with Meg Hutchins, but she's basically saying, well, in two or three years, a lot of these girls are just going to go straight past me. Yeah, that's um, probably what I think he might have been. You just hit the hammer on the head, probably well, the nail on the and, head and the body, <laughs> and and the body <laughs> factor. But yeah. that's that's really what's happening. You know, originally with the competition being uh, the girls who were on the task force wanted only six teams, and they wanted it in 2018. We finished up with eight in 2017, and now we're going to have 14 in 2019. And the competition wasn't supposed to start until 2020, mind you. Exactly. So you just you sort of someone somewhere knew. Yes. <laughs> so they'd done the, They knew what the numbers were at the junior levels. They knew what the skill levels were at the junior levels, and just the tidiness of it. And you could even see, I think, Emerson Woods, terrific example. She hadn't necessarily got herself into the game in the first half. She was near it, but then the second half, it was like, hang on, God, this is. This is easy. <laughs> this is, well, not easy, but you know, this yeah, is, I'm, I'm up I to can this do standard. this. Like, she's just developed that belief that she can. I mean, it's obviously bigger bodies, and it's overwhelming for some of the girls to do that. But you see, like, not just her. I mean, other tack up girls that are coming as well. Bateman starred yesterday. Shelley Heath was in the best yesterday too. I mean, these girls that have had from development from Auskick all the way up until under 18s. You can tell the skill level. They're ready for this level. They're ready to take it on, and it's great to see them getting their opportunity at VFLW level. It's seriously great to see and, that, and it gives the rest of them confidence as well like you even see Carla Rendleman today going up against you know I mean if there, if there was a hall of fame I think <laughs> yeah. Lou Watton you know well I'm sure there will be in women's footy and um, and Lou Watton is, is one of those and just to stand in front of her with a minute and a half to go and get the free kick for over the shoulder and just sort of walk past her and give her a little nudge and say I got that one yeah. you know, it's, at <laughs> it's 17 good. years it's of like age you gotta love you it like. you gotta love it Final yeah. score here at Box Hill City Oval, 5-11-41, Hawthorne, Essendon 2-2-14. The road ahead for these two sides. Next weekend out at Rams Arena, Essendon host the Casey Demons. I reckon that's another winnable opportunity for Absolutely, the Bombers. Absolutely, yeah, and that's definitely a winnable opportunity considering 
Rams Arena is probably a good AFL standard size ground as well, so it's, it's generally pretty and a, a sort of narrow ground, so they can generally they can work it down there well. And yeah, Casey haven't been going too well as of late. Rams and they can certainly take advantage of it. Rams Arena, aka for those at home. Highgate Recreation Highgate Reserve. Highgate Recreation Reserve in the slash, old Craigieburn. Slash, ah. slash the windiest venue. Yep. In the open plain. <laughs> yes. The train goes past so, and it blows a gale. Yeah, I'll tell, tell you There's what. There's no trains nearby. <laughs> <laughs> There's no train yeah. in sight. Typical western suburbs, no public <laughs> transport. Um, and You've if got you, an electrified line to Sunbury, settle down. Even, yeah. though it, even though it doubled the travel journey, but anyway. It runs every 40 minutes. It's oh. fantastic. <laughs> Richmond hosting Hawthorne next Saturday at the Swinburne Centre, a.k.a. Punt Road Oval, that game. It's the Swinburne Centre. Right? Swinburne yes. Centre. Jeez, you've got to keep up with those names, don't you? Fair dinkum. I think that's all. GMHBA Stadium. Oh, that <laughs> I was just skilled. <laughs> How many names does that add? Cadinia Park, for those of you at home. <laughs> that's where the Wait. ABC... The only reason... The ABC, the only reason they've still got an audience left is that people know where the ground is. It's not allowed to use the sponsor names. They just called by the names. I love it that they still Telfer use Dome. Docklands. Yes, Docklands. Yes. Well, well, Box Hill City Oval, of course. You know, lovely venue. No naming rights sponsor. Thank no, God. Keep it that way, too. Um, Richmond and Hawthorne next week. That'll be a very good game between two sides. Richmond are full of confidence. Had the bye this weekend. Absolutely. And Hawthorne, obviously, one of the dominant sides of the competition. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, Richmond have a host of VFLW talent like like I was saying before earlier in the coverage, and that kind of does pay dividends. Like we saw the Southern Saints yesterday upsetting the NT Thunder. It's that VFL talent that's there. That's the core of the of the Richmond lineup. I mean, they've obviously got some AFLW players coming in. You know, you've got Christina Bernardi and Emma King as well that are playing really well. And Lauren Tessariero too. She's been playing good too. So it's definitely going to be a test there for, for both sides. I mean, I can't really tip a winner at this point. Oh, I think I think I'd be favouring Hawthorne just because they've got a few more experienced players in the side. But I think Richmond will give, certainly give them a run for their money. And then in round nine, Essendon come up against Richmond out at Windy Hill on a Sunday morning. Quick Haw- turnover too. Hawthorne <laughs> will be hosting Williamstown uh, back here at Box Hill City Oval. That match in round nine. So. Duffin and Duffin and Hutchins going head to head there, two ex Collingwood AFLW teammates there, so that'll be a good one to look out for. And just had a bit of correspondence come through. Rams Arena, the windiest. Try Williamstown. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Peter Williams, for uh, contributing (laughs) that through. Um, Other games next week, round eight of the Swiss Wellness VFL women's competition. Uh, We've mentioned the game out at Rams Arena. Carlton are hosting. Melbourne University at Icon Park next Saturday afternoon. That could be an interesting game. Yeah, Carlton certainly wanted to get a win. After, I think the, the last win was, I think, about round two, so they definitely be wanting to get a win on the board considering they've been in average form as of late. But then again, so have Melbourne Uni. They haven't been in the best form as of late either. So it's about two teams getting redemption. And Icon Park, the home of women's footy, as we know now that it's now been stated, we can see probably a really good contest there. Are they are they are they playing there much at Icon Park? Or is it a bit? Is it a bit couple here, of game changes, but yeah, they have they some have scheduled for Icon Park and have been moved over. But yeah, they they're trying to use it as much as they possibly because they can. tend to keep it for the Vic the, the state championships the, as well. What? The state championships. <laughs> I'm again. trying to think. They, try, they tend to keep it for the state championships for the unders who are the, going at the moment, or they use GMHBA as well. Yeah, they used being... GMHBA for the girls last week. That's where Vic Metro Vic Country plays. The boys are currently playing at the G, a Kernan Razor for Carlton oh, they're Collingwood. They're playing at the G, that's so, good. So, yeah, the boys have got and I think precedence I- there. Icon Park's coming off resurfacing last year too, where yes. they didn't use it too much. So trying to space it. Makes sense. Running it in. 
Um, other games next weekend. We've mentioned uh, Richmond hosting Hawthorne at the Swinburne Centre. Four o'clock next Saturday afternoon, the Northern Territory Thunder are hosting Collingwood. That's going to be an Huge. interesting game. That'll, that'll, that'll tell us what the new rules have done. Yes. Uh, if Collingwood give... NT Thunder two weeks ago, it sounds like, would have served it right up to Collingwood, so it'll be interesting to see where that lands. Collingwood, as we know so far, they're, they're the two undefeated side. Like, not undefeated anymore, obviously. Thunder lost yesterday, but Collingwood's still undefeated, we've got to remember. I mean, there was a draw that they, that they got. It wasn't a loss, so they're probably coming in with the better form, as we see it, and they could definitely cause... Not so much an upset anymore, is it? It'll be an absolute... If, if Collingwood finish up touching up uh, NT Thunder by six, seven, eight goals... Might they, be, they'd be dirty on A for Victoria. Might be a loosening of the rules after that game. Just yes. remember, too, they're going up from about 13 degrees to about 32, Collingwood. <laughs> yes. So that just might be a factor slightly in the favour of the Northern Territory Thunder. Uh, we next... love the diversity of the grounds here in the VFLW, don't we? <laughs> We've had the windiest so, of Williamstown, and then we have the hot of the TIO Stadium in anything Darwin. Anything on the, on the radar for the, the RSN Carnival crew to get up to an NT game? <laughs> I'm just looking over at the producer, and he's just holding an empty bag <laughs> of money. He, he, and he, he spent just... his last pennies on a hot dog at, lun- at lunchtime. <laughs> or two cup of grass for you, Dan. <laughs> that's my, that's my appearance fee, what can I say? <laughs> you get an appearance fee, do you? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Hang on, Pete, what's going on here? Next Sunday morning uh, at oh, Williamstown. It's private and confidential. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Williamstown football ground. Williamstown will host the Darabin Falcons. Should be a fairly easy or comfortable victory for Darabin. I'm just looking to see how much Hannah Mounty could kick. I mean, there's not really a solid defender really from the Seagulls that can match up on yeah, her. That is could there? put it away. Can you? Yeah. If you can get sort of six-ish, you get out to enough of a lead. That's. Uh, the goal-kicking award sign up. Just yep. trying to think from last week who was the key defender for Teague. Mm. Well, yeah. Anna Teague's playing for... Oh, for no, no, no. no, no. We're, we're, we're talking Williams down here, Pete. Thank Help you very us much. Out, Pete. <laughs> oh, you're maybe, supposed to be our expert, ma- ma- Maybe it <laughs> might be a challenge for Garner. It could be. she's been thrown She has been, yeah, forward, defence. She could play everywhere. anywhere, but... It's hard for her to play a lockdown role. She's more of a running defender. But, yeah, we'll see how she takes it. They might have to just go with three. And then next, <laughs> the triple team. next Sunday afternoon, I've actually been getting it around the wrong way. It's a home game for the Western Bulldogs up at Mars Stadium. Bulldogs taking on Geelong. That will be our match for broadcast next Sunday afternoon on air at 1 o'clock. The bounce at 2. Mars Stadium, Western Bulldogs and Geelong. That will be a cracking match. Absolutely. It's probably the match of the round so far, it looks like. And... Yeah, they certainly look like they could take it up to each other. And the Western Bulldogs obviously coming in with the form. And Geelong have just been... It seems like they're just plodding along. We've kind of forgotten about them. We've been talking about the Thunder so as a way. They're so far away. They're down the highway. Yeah. Forget about God. them down there. <laughs> but then they we're are. talking about the NT Thunder and they're on the opposite side of the on, on the opposite side of Australia. Yeah, it's so... Like, Sleepy Hollow Geelong so far away. But NT Thunder, they're new and they're they're... They're exciting. <laughs> They're new and exciting. Oh, Great yeah, no, insight they're, 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 there from they're, Dan Hill. They are. They're exciting. Great marketing. Um, <laughs> Southern Saints with the bye next weekend. Uh, that's about it here from Box Hill City Oval. Victors again, Hawthorne, 5-11-41, Essendon, 2-2-14. A brilliant debut from both of our special comments today. Thank you, Tash, for being a part of it. Thank Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, I did really enjoy it. Thank you for having me. Julia, for starting up her own new program with Dan. <laughs> Thanks very much for uh, coming along. Look forward to bringing you guys a new product, Julia Crockett Grills. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh dear. Dan, pleasure to have you back in the uh, broadcast position for the first time in 2018. Thanks, mate. I can't wait to start serving my four-week ban in about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure. And as always, thanks to Peter Holden, who's been running all the technical stuff here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio. We're back next Sunday afternoon from 1pm up at Mars Stadium. We look forward to your company then. It was the Hawks today, 5-11-41, defeating Essendon 2-2-14 in round seven of the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Competition.